93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. <laughs> uh, today is Wednesday, April 17th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a two-year-old was abducted from her home in East Mount Airy overnight. The suspect broke a window to gain access to the house on Ross Street and then took the child around 2 a.m. Police don't believe the child is in any danger. Here's why. The suspect, uh, who has been talking to police on the phone, is the mother's ex-boyfriend, uh, the ex-boyfriend who says that he helped uh, raise this child. So they don't think that this kid is in any danger, but they are trying to obviously find the child and get uh, the child back to the mother. He claims to be the child's father, but the mother says that he is not. The suspect has been calling the mother's phone and talking to police. Uh, he's going. He says he's going to drop the child off, but that was about uh, over an hour ago at this point. Police are stationed at different locations where they believe the suspect may drop the child off, but so far there's been no uh, sighting of him. Uh, he is in the mother's car, so they are also searching for that vehicle. Police are in contact with the suspect and family members. Uh, again, they don't believe the child is in danger, but the mother is at the police station waiting to be reunited with her two-year-old child. Six people were injured after a driver intentionally tried to run them over in North Philadelphia, police say. It happened yesterday at 3.50 in the afternoon at 16th and Lehigh. Police said they received a 911 call about a 44-year-old man trying to hit people with his gray Buick Century following an altercation. According to police, six people ranging in the age from 17 to 42 years old were hurt in the incident. One witness said it was like a a bowling ball striking bowling pins, except it was a car striking people. Uh, There were people on the ground scattered everywhere. Two people were transferred transported to Temple University Hospital in critical condition. Uh, the other victims, their uh, condition at this time is unknown. Uh, and then there were some people from the neighborhood who pulled the 44-year-old out of the vehicle and assaulted him, causing him uh, some injuries to his face, Philadelphia Police Chief Inspector Scott Small said. The driver was arrested and placed in custody at Hahnemann University Hospital. Uh, he has not yet been identified, or sorry, he has been identified. His name has not been released. Uh, he is expected to be charged with six counts of aggravated assault by motor vehicle and related offenses. It's weird because one time <clears throat> I was on a, uh, a Manhattan street and a taxi cab lost control and went up on the sidewalk. And oh, I was wow. down oh. the street from me, but it was heading towards me. And I, I remember just standing there like, what am I looking at? Because yeah. yeah, it's it's just so alien you to you. It. It, it probably would have continued and hit me because you're like, you're trying to process this. Yeah. Mm. Why? What's happening here? Scary. Philadelphia police are also looking for a man who they say stole $125,000 worth of jewelry from a Macy's in Northeast Philadelphia last night. It happened shortly before 9 o'clock at the store located at Cotman and the Boulevard. The store was open for business at the time. The theft was caught on store surveillance cameras, but so far the video has not been released. Investigators say the man walked into the store wearing uh, dark clothing, including a dark hooded sweatshirt. He didn't threaten anyone. They said that no weapons were displayed. He just reached over the counter with what appeared to be a screwdriver. He popped the lock on the display counter, then he removed a row of high-end diamonds and walked wow. out the door. Wow. Then yep. you could do that with just a screwdriver? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I had a bizarre file story that I never got to. Sometimes I never get to stories and they just kind of waste away. But I had one a few weeks ago that I meant to get to of a guy who got away with a few hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry from a Kmart. Which I was like, what? Yeah, for real. What? And they do have those locked cases. Yeah, and but so- I mean, you, you would think that, it, that you would need more than a screwdriver to breach said case. Yeah, but mm. have you ever seen them? Like, it's like one of those locks that you could easily just pick yeah. it open. Is it? Yeah, yeah, with a little They're bit of flimsy. Yeah. How come you've seen a cat? Yeah, right. <laughs> do you own a screwdriver? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds a little suspicious. Yeah. Are you kidding? By the way, wonderful new brooch you're wearing. <laughs> Wait, this guy walked in, took these diamonds, and walked out. I would be like shaking. Yeah. 
Well, maybe that. maybe that's the, the modus operandi yeah. is to appear so casual. Yeah. That, yeah. Maybe that's why you hired him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And now this, now that you Preston told you about the Kmart. Yeah. yeah, now that we know about the Kmart, too. Uh, so listen, he left with about 10 to 12 rings worth about $125,000, please say. Philadelphia police say. I stole it from Jared. It's <laughs> possible. But how much is that worth? On he the- stole it from Jared. <laughs> how much is that worth on the black market, though, right? So you're, you're talking about, like, retail value is going to be. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, it's going to be much less. Yeah, because yeah. I always thought about stealing a sack of diamonds, but I'm like, well, where would I get rid of that? You know, you, you, know, need, you need to know people. And then you got to find those places where they keep the diamond sacks. Yep. Yeah, you always thought about stealing a sack of diamonds. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Excuse me. Do you store your diamonds in a sack? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Philadelphia Police Chief Inspector Scott Small says an employee of the store believes that this individual who committed the theft may have been in the store in the past week. Uh, detectives obtained the surveillance video and dusted the store for fingerprints. In sports this morning. The Phillies beat up on the New York Mets last night at the ballpark, scoring 10 runs in the first inning on their way to, on their way to a 14-3 win. I Scott, left after that. Uh, you yeah. you would have got your money's worth. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it, and it was I think it was uh, it was 8 nothing, And I'm like, all right, who was the one guy that didn't score? Their starting pitcher did not like, record an out. Okay. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you, do you pull the pitcher after the eighth run? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what they did? They, they, Zero outs, eight runs. Not going to help his ERA. Scott Kingery and JT Real Muto each had three hits and five RBIs, helping the Phils cruise to the win. Kingery and Michael Franco both hit three-run home runs in the first inning, and Real Muto also went deep for the Phils in the fourth. It's rare that you actually see uh, the Phils doing the chicken dance around the bases. <laughs> so wait a minute. Yeah, every single player scored in that first inning. Except yeah, for the, the pitcher, right? The pitcher got was the first out of the inning, but yeah, the first eight batters reached safely, <laughs> and the uh, the pitcher did not record an out. The starting wow. pitcher for the Mets did not record wow. an out. Yeah. 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 Kingery, who's batting 524 and limited opportunities so far this season, started the game at third base and moved to shortstop after Gene Segura was injured. The series wraps up this afternoon, and Zach Wheeler will get the start for the Mets while Jake Arrieta goes for the Phillies. Game time is at 105. In other baseball news, the Phillies and the city of Philadelphia use Independence Hall as the backdrop to make the announcement that in seven years, the best players in the National League and American League will play the All-Star Game at Citizens Bank Park. Nice. 2026 uh, will be the 250th anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence, making it a year-long celebration across the country, and Philadelphia will be at the center of much of it. I think the All-Star Game is actually mentioned in the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> it will be the fifth yeah. time the city has hosted the Midsummer Classic, including twice at Veterans Stadium in 1996 and 1976, which was the country's bicentennial. In the NBA playoffs, the Toronto Raptors beat the Orlando Magic, and the Denver Nuggets beat the San Antonio Spurs to even those two series at one game apiece. Out west, the Portland Trailblazers beat the Oklahoma City Thunder and now lead that series two games to none. The Sixers will resume their series against the Nets tomorrow night in Brooklyn, and Game 3 is set to begin at 8 o'clock. In the NHL, two series ended last night as the Columbus Blue Jackets surprised the Tampa Bay Lightning by finishing out the four-game sweep. The Lightning were the best team in the regular season uh. and tied an NHL record with 62 wins but couldn't win one game in this series. The New York Islanders also won for their first round series with a sweep, ending the season for Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Western 
Eastern Conference, the Winnipeg Jets beat the St. Louis Blues 2-1 in overtime to even that series at 2. And the Vegas Golden Knights shut out the San Jose Sharks 5-0 and now lead that series three games to 1. And that is what I have for you this morning. A lot of sports this morning. Ran out the music. All right. uh, Good morning. Welcome. Today is Wednesday. We have several things in store for you today. And we'll lead with the fact that we have some more money to give away. It's a chance for you to win $1,000. Go fund yourself, too, is happening at 8 o'clock. We'll have your first opportunity, one of five moments throughout the course of today, your chance to win that cash. So get set, and we will have that coming up. We also have a stop on Fox Good Day. We do that on Wednesday mornings. And a couple of guests on the program. We have Joe Lotrulio. Lotrulio. Is that it? With Lotrulio. The, I think right. the G is probably it is. Right. I have, I've heard him say it. It's okay. Joe Latrulio. Joe Latrulio. Very yeah. good. From Brooklyn uh, Nine-Nine will be joining us today. And we also have uh, comedian Brian Regan who's going to be checking in. He's playing at the Met <laughs> on uh, Saturday, April 27th. So. He's just one of the best. <laughs> yeah. One of the best. And has always worked completely clean. Yeah. And um, I will not be here for that. Uh, I, I've actually got to cut out a little bit early today. I appreciate you guys allowing me to do that. No, it's 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 something you would have taken care of last week <laughs> if insurance hadn't have screwed you out of something you had planned. Yeah. yeah well, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I had some snafus with uh, with our time off. I wanted to get these medical procedures done to not have it impact the show yeah but uh today i'm, I'm getting this uh, allergy test done it's a five hour long test and they need to start it in the morning <sighs> but uh i fortunately i got I've, I've got it worked out where it's starting later than it normally does and i'm only going to be missing like the last hour of the show today so. if if this uh not to reveal too much but it, it you is reveal this, whatever you want is this for the painkiller so it's so for uh ibuprofen yeah yeah anti-inflammatories because or NSAIDs as they're called i haven't taken you can't them take them in like 15 years or more because i had an allergic reaction one time but i'm going to go get tested oh. and see because i've found out recently i'm not allergic to penicillin anymore so do they test you I for, didn't know that. for everything you get is it one of those really comprehensive allergy tests no no this is specifically oh. for this so God, I, I hope because i hope you you've me too. Yeah. Because you can Kathy. finally use yeah. this I was, stuff. I was telling Kathy, this would be a game changer. Yeah. You know, because any time I have ache, pain, whatever it is, I can't take those. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because the first thing a doctor says, we'll take an anti-inflammatory. I'm like, yeah. Bang it. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to be doing today. And if if it turns out that I'm not allergic, I, it will be happy Happy God days. Now exactly. you have an injury that you have to take ibuprofen <laughs> for. In case he knocked his phone on the ground. <laughs> but, it, but anyway, it might be, you know, because some uh, anti-inflammatories, whether it be Advil or Aleve, they might have different ingredients in them that I might be allergic to, but not necessarily the thing that helps you in the whole pain process. So it's worth pursuing. It's worth pursuing. I and and uh so thank you guys. Yeah, I, no problem. I appreciate it. I normally would have tried to do it on a day off, but it just didn't work out that way. So that's what I'm doing today. So that's why I'll be leaving early. But we also have another thing. We have a secret text for a chance for you and tickets to see Brian Regan at the Met, the show that I was talking about on April twenty seventh. So text the word secret. It's ready to go to three nine three 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 and we'll bounce a word back to you. We'll see if you can win that way, or uh, we'll grab a random texter on top of that, too. So that's taking place. I know there's something I'm forgetting, but, oh, yeah, we have the sorority party. Oh. We made an announcement. It was a little bit later in the show yesterday, so you didn't hear about it if you're an early morning listener and don't get a chance to tune in after 8 o'clock. Uh, we have a Preston and Steve sorority party at Parks Casino. It's called Sisters and Suds. Beer is the theme on this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, because they have their beer garden with the retractable roof and everything, and that's where we're going to have our party. And we are also going to have this really cool uh, craft beer glass, which we're turning into a craft in and of itself. Ooh. 
where we're going to be painting it. And Arts and crafts. Yeah. And there's a pinning good. aspect, too? From what I understand, we have, um, I think we have 140 pins. Wow. Uh, that we that's the email that I got this morning. Right. So we're inviting 200 people, and I don't imagine a lot of current sisters will be there. Yes. and already have a pin. Right. So for the sisters who don't have pins, we will have a pinning party. Very well. nice. So I tell you what, let's take eight ladies right now. You have to be at least 21 years of age or older to go to the event, and if you bring a guest, they have to be female and at least 21. The date is a week from Thursday, so a week from tomorrow. At uh, Parks Casino, and we will be there from 6 to 8 officially. Usually goes later than that, but 215-263-WMMR, eight ladies who can make it to the party next Thursday. Let's get you on board. It's a good time, I guarantee it's you. awesome. Man. Always is. So with that, we'll do more invites. We'll take a break, come back in a second. We'll do the stupid question, the entertainment report. All that stuff is coming up next. Make sure you stay with us this morning. We're going to have a good time. Mom. Your mom, your mother-in-law, the mother of your kids. What is more important than mom? Show her. Give her a brand new mint green color 24-karat gold dip rose from Steven Singer Jewelers. Roses starting just $59 with free shipping. Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com. Check them out. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. For the correct answer to the stupid question, we're going to give away a four-pack of Six Flags Great Adventure tickets. And I love this question. In 2004, Sesame Street's Cookie Monster revealed that before he started eating cookies, he had a different name. What was his name? Oh, that's a good question. Yep. 215-263-WMMR. Okay. Sesame Street's Cookie Monster revealed that before he started eating cookies, he had a different name. What was that name? Huh. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Uh, birthdays today on Wednesday, April 17th, while we're waiting for your call. Maynard James Keenan uh, from Tool, a perfect circle, Pussifer, Pussifer, whatever you want to call him. Uh, 55 years old today. Uh, I uh, am uh, reticent to say this, but it looks like that new album is coming out. Yep. Yep, that's word coming out this yeah. year. So I uh, remember driving around when the last one came out, driving specifically to when we had our intern Joe sitting up on a cherry picker in a toilet. Oh, yeah, yeah that's that, right. That's long, long. That's how long ago that album came out. Yep. Uh, so happy birthday, Maynard James Keenan and wine aficionado, too, by the way. 55 years old today. Uh, also celebrating birthday, the very wonderful Jennifer Garner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's 47 years old today. There's not much to uh, to not like about her. <laughs> there really isn't. And no. if you follow on Instagram, she's awesome. Adorable her- and sexy all at the yeah, same yeah. time. Her friends should make a marching band video for her. They should yeah. all get together, you know. And, right. And do that for I her I mean, they ought to get... They had to full-on get the USC Trojans yeah. and do the whole something for her because she does these little marching band videos for her friend's birthdays. And I bet she was good at marching band because she clearly knows all the real stuff. Yeah. I mean, she's true to form. 47 today. Uh, actress Rooney Mara. I like her. Uh, the Social Network, the girl with the dragon tattoo. She's part of that whole Mara clan that owns football teams, right? Yeah. I believe okay. so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Art Rooney and... Uh, Mickey Welling- Rooney. No, no, no. At Wellington Mara, I think, Case. And, okay. and so it's the Giants franchise and Jeez. the Pittsburgh Steelers franchise. <laughs> okay. So they've got some loot. Yeah. And her sister is... Uh, who's Kate? The- Kate Mara? Yeah. Yeah, I'm- Fantastic Four. I love her. Yeah. Uh, so Rooney Mara is 34 today. Ah, Rooney? Uh, Liz Fair, singer, songwriter. I always liked Liz Fair. She, she's 52 Every today. time I hear her name, I think of Lilith Fair. Oh. And that that okay. kind of, yeah, you know. Did she 
get that started? Is oh, she I, a I think no, she, no, 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 she no, was no. a performer, and it wasn't okay. she? She had to be. She initially, when she started, she was kind of hard edge and yeah. kind of dirty. Was she? Yeah, yeah. Dirty. Time. There's a song called um, Supernova that I have uh, in my collection that I love, and there's a line that's like, it's, it's <clears> just singing about her man. She's like, and you F like a volcano. Ah. She says the word. Uh, but then she went a little bit lighter with, uh, this, you know, why can't I sleep whenever I think about you? I remember that. You know, yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. So she's uh, 52 today. Uh, actor Sean Bean, love him. Oh. Ned Stark, uh, 60 years old today. Um, and also in, you know, more period, or I should say genre stuff, here's Boromir in Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. He was also in the Silent Hill, a couple of the Silent Hill movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think he's great. He yep. was also in uh, GoldenEye, one of the, the best Bond movies. And Patriot Games. And it's so funny because in Game of Thrones, and spoiler alert, yeah. folks, I mean, he's what you think the whole show is going to be focused around. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you find out then not. they change it on you. Uh, but his family certainly is all well, about that. Do they? Because I actually started watching it all over again. And when when do they change it with him? Is uh, it at the, the end, end of the, the end first? Of the first season? Okay, yeah. that's how the end. Okay. Uh, so Sean Bean is uh, sixty today. Boomer Esiason, sportscaster, former quarterback, of course. Yo, is his... Boomer a good name or a bad name? Uh, well, you know, when we, uh, Magic Mushrooms we used to call Boomers. Uh, all right, okay. I'm sorry, a good a boomers. good name. Yeah. Yeah. Boomers. Uh, for, a... for a, a for a guy throwing a football, boomers. Again. Yeah, all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He had a radio host who is going to jail big time, right? Uh, yes, out of New car, York. Uh, car, something or other. Oh, for, dude, for sports gambling, dude. Like he had like some sort of crazy Ponzi scheme. It, yeah, like, I remember that. And while we were on vacation, yeah, yeah. The, um, the thing came down. The hammer came down. Oh, so the sentence the came down. Wow. Came down. Yeah. Uh, he's 58 today. Uh, Victoria Beckham in Posh Spice. Posh Spice. She's not on the uh, Spice tour. No, she's she not. Hold now. She demurred from that. Weird. Uh, she's she was clearly late. the most talented. <laughs> <laughs> she's 45. Uh, Nick Hornby, the author. He wrote High Fidelity and About a Boy and Fever Pitch, among others. He was the It author for a while. 62. And our buddy and a wonderful uh, writer-director, Adam McKay. Oh. Celebrates his birthday today. Text uh, Nick, are you, if yeah. you can, text out a birthday wish to Adam McKay. Most definitely. Uh, he turns uh, 51 years old today. Couldn't be a nicer guy. I, a hell of a talented guy, man. Virtually not. A, every weekend I'm watching some sort of Adam McKay something. Yeah. Usually recently Step Brothers. Yes. Yeah. And, and I'm telling you, that Vice movie was fan-freaking-tastic. Uh, so, happy birthday to Adam McKay. He is uh, 51 today. We'll see if we can get an answer to this question. In 2004, Sesame Street's Cookie Monster revealed uh, that before he started eating cookies, had a different name. And what was his name? 215-263-WMMR is the number. And we will go to Brenda. Hi, Brenda. Hi, good morning. Uh, Brenda, what was Cookie Monster's name before he ate cookies? Was it Sid? Sid. Sid. I love that. That's correct. Hang on, Brenda. We will give you a four-pack of Six Flags Great Adventure tickets at spring break at Six Flags Great Adventure. Open daily April 19th through the 28th for fun all year. Go big with the Six Flags season pass. You can buy now at SixFlags.com and save up to 65%. Go big, go Six Flags. All right, uh, we're going to start with this. This is a bit of a shake-up. Marvel fans should stay off social media if they don't want to see... 
uh, or be assaulted by spoilers for oh. the upcoming Avengers Endgame. Although Disney and Marvel have gone to heroic lengths to prevent any Avengers-related spoilers, it seems that a serious chunk of legit footage leaked online before the film's premiere. They're, they're usually really good with this stuff, so I'm amazed. But it, this is, if you're talking about, you know, like, there are classic things that, like when Psycho came out, they begged people not to reveal the ending. And there have been times in cinematic history, this is one of those. Mm-hmm. This is on that um, par. I don't know anything about um, the endings being revealed, but uh, it's not being described what is leaked in the story that I read. But according to reports, the footage compromised about five minutes worth of footage. It's uh, Thanos and the Scarlet Witch in a car driving up to the sky oh. while they wave to <laughs> dancing students behind them. Uh, but it says it's not that even original. Uh, it's it's a ripoff. That the footage is from throughout the film, and it appears to divulge several plot points. Uh, Avengers Endgame premieres on April 26th. The fans who don't want to be surprised uh, until then should avoid all the gifts, the short clips, and detail-filled posts on social media. There was actually a, a, a letter that made it around social media as well from the Russo brothers begging people. They're the directors who yeah. have done such a phenomenal job uh, with the whole series, uh, begging them not to betray the ending. I, why would... Uh, I, well... Well, because people want to. You know, sure, sure, It's sure. Their, their big deal. But uh, it's, it's sage advice, at least now until the movie opens up, probably limit your social media exposure. I have waited so long for this and have experienced so much joy and sorrow and anger and all that sort of stuff that I don't want to ruin it. You've been actually at, going at through all. the whole movie series, I'm yes? I'm the Winter Soldier right now. All so right. I had to, I had to uh, go to sleep last night. Uh, go to your room. I was a little bit, like, it's crazy. I've seen these already. Yeah. I've, I've already lived through it. And then, like, I got, like, a little scared. I was like, oh, my God, Hydra has been around. Like, we thought we thought they killed it. They, no, they got rid of it in the 40s. They and they cut have off been one head, and what happens? Two more, more tickets, place. place. Yes. It's terrifying. <laughs> and, like, and not only do two more tickets place, but, like, they're also, like, Really, really active. It's not like uh, two they're more tickets placed in the work in the drive-through. In what you believe are our friends, right? That's the scary part. High-level stuff within Shield, the government, all that sort of stuff. They're not taking your order at McDonald's, right? right. They got Gary Shandling. They got Gary and he's freaking now. Shandling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, while Disney has not yet commented, observers say that the person behind the leak. Must have had clearance to view the footage. Experts say the leak may only drum up interest in the film instead of suppressing fan turnout, of course. Speaking yeah. of Gary Shandling, yes. yeah. do, you, do you remember? Do you remember that scene in the movie when he leans in and goes, Hell, Hell, Hydra. I just, and everyone, oh! I, know. I knew it, but I didn't know it. I had completely forgotten about Hydra at that point. By the way, Steve, I'm, I'm going by your CNET thing. Yes. Timeline. Yeah. There's a major... Uh, uh, faux pas in that, and they because they have Captain. They Marvel. put in Good Burger. No, they <laughs> but they put Captain Marvel at the end, and it really Captain Marvel should have come after. I think you're talking about tonally, maybe. Yeah, maybe. yeah. So that's right. probably the deal. All right. Uh, what else I have for you here? Kevin Hunter seems to know a good thing once it's gone after his wife, Wendy Williams, filed for divorce following their 22 years of marriage and his rumored infidelities and reports that his longtime mistress welcomed a child. Hunter says that he's he's come to his senses. He has now? Yes, has, it's yeah. funny when you lose your entire source of income because you've been riding the gravy train, how you suddenly come to your senses. In a statement, he said, and listen to this. Oh, I'm ready for it. In a statement, 28 years ago, I met an amazing woman, Wendy Williams. 
Epi- oh my god! Uh, <laughs> you are amazing. I can't stand her. I know. At the time, I didn't realize that she would not only become my wife, but would also change the face of entertainment and the world. Hmm. Oh my god! She changed entertainment and the world. Yeah, she, she changed, changed her face. I yeah. know that. But... <laughs> she got she got rid of Pangea. <laughs> Uh, he said, I've dedicated most of our lives to the business empire that is Wendy Williams. Oh, you're making me cry. Wait a minute, wait a minute. No, that is Wendy Williams Hunter. Uh, so he added that uh, in there. Wendy Williams Hunter. That I... Mellencamp. A, a person that I truly love and respect unconditionally, except for when I'm banging somebody else. Yeah, right. Uh, and <laughs> fathering a child with that person. Yeah. Uh, he said, I'm not proud of my recent actions and take full accountability and apologize to my wife, my family, and her amazing fans. I'm going through a time of self-reflection, and I'm trying to right some wrongs. No matter what the outcome is or what the future holds, we are still the Hunter family, and I will continue to work with and fully support my wife in this business and through any and all obstacles that she may face, living her new life of sobriety while I also work on mine. Being my best me. You know, do does it ever happen when a man has an affair... And without being busted, comes clean, wraps it up, realizes he did the wrong thing, and comes clean and admits and apologizes and all that stuff. No. It seems to me I it bet only happens when they're busted. It probably has happened. Rarely. But I would say 99% of the time, yeah, in a lot of these cases, especially in this case, I was seeing some of that restitution take place, Preston, as they were hauling away the $218,000 Ferrari he bought for his mistress. No, his mistress. God. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. No so he's, he, he's, you know, skimming money. So he was the executive producer on the Wendy Williams show, and he was her manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so there you go. But Preston, to answer your question, probably not to that extreme. I'm sure that there have been affairs that, you know, maybe the guy comes to a sentence. Yeah, and wraps, and, and, wraps, and wraps it up. Yeah. But, but comes clean. But this well, whole, yeah, this whole no. thing, I would like to say to everyone, you know what I mean? Yeah. That only happens if you're caught. If you're right. Okay. Yep. So, all right, moving on. Prosecutors plan to seek a sentence of four to ten months jail time for Felicity Huffman for her role in the college admission scandal. This is a law enforcement source with knowledge of the investigation saying this. Not Wendy Williams. Not Wendy Williams. <laughs> a plea agreement indicated that prosecutors were going to recommend incarceration at the low end of the sentencing range, a $20,000 fine and 12 months of supervised release. Prosecutors had recommended a range of sentence for Huffman and those pleading guilty from 12 to 18 months, but it's looking more like uh, four to ten months. Yeah, and I even heard that it could go down to two months, Preston, because they they the court at this point really likes the way she immediately copped to it and was very apologetic. In addition to lower sentencing, prosecutors will not bring further charges. The plea agreement said uh, ultimately a federal judge will have the final say. They're saying Laurie Laughlin is looking at. Execution. Oh, no, shut oh. up. Fire, firing squad. Firing squad? Yeah. Oh, wow. Not even lethal injection? No. Firing squad, a la old school. And again, wow. to, like that extreme because of the amount of money because she paid. Because the amount of money, yeah. Felicity Huffman, not so much. Not so much. Wow. Two months and a firing squad. Huh. Wow. Okay. And Becky. And Becky is dead. Oh, firing <laughs> Load them up. <laughs> They give her a cigarette and a blindfold. Yeah. The, whole, the whole routine. 
Uh, Huffman, by the way, is back. Uh, the back. Olsen twins off to the side, weeping uncontrollably. Huffman's back in court on uh, May 21st for the sentencing hearing. Uh, she's agreed to plead guilty to paying $15,000 to a fake charity associated with Rick Singer to facilitate cheating for her daughter on the SAT. So that, what that whole process, that's the key here. That constitutes money laundering. Mm-hmm. And so and so the, the, the two ways of looking at this, they're saying they didn't know. They thought they were simply doing this, you know, to facilitate that. And they were they were donating to this secondary charity. The court's going to respond with or the prosecution prosecution is going to say, why didn't you just make a donation directly to the school? Yep. yep. Exactly. And that kills it right there. Yep. Uh, well, it appears as if Ronda Rousey <clears throat> will be taking a break from the WWE spotlight, and for good reason. Rumors have made the rounds for some time now that she'd be leaving the WWE action ba- behind uh, for a bit post-wrestling WrestleMania season in the hopes of uh, beginning a family with her husband and former UFC heavyweight fighter Travis Brown. And an Instagram post from Rousey on Monday very much confirmed those intentions as the couple heads out on vacation. It's a picture of the two of them silhouetted and kissing, and the hashtag says, Impregnation Vacation. Oh. So she's going to try to get pregnant, have a baby, the whole thing. I wonder if they're going to try to do a, uh, when they eventually do uh, get with baby, do a, uh, a wrestling gender reveal. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Rousey, by the way, went on to have one of the best rookie years in pro wrestling history. She made her in-ring debut at WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans. At the SummerSlam event in 2018, uh, she captured the Raw's Women's Championship from Alexa Bliss. And uh, she was one of the three women make monumental history earlier this month. She was part of the first women's main event in WrestleMania history at uh, number 35. She defended her title in a winner-take-all bout. She ended up losing that. Okay, why did they talk about this as if it wasn't actually already planned and staged and everything like that? The, the history of the women's title match... Uh, or, or a main event, I understand that, but like talking about making history as far as her like meteoric rise into well that, champion, they, it's basically recounting the the storyline. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And that, and I mean, she, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, it's that's exactly it. They've never done that with a. They've never really done that with a, a character before. Had yeah. them go that quickly, that far up the that ascension. Yeah. Has anybody? Can you think of anybody in 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 wrestling history that? Had an ascension that like had a hers. story written for them. Well, that, that that had yeah that had their yeah. their their uh, character rookie promoted. year take them all the way to the championship. Well, I just remember Hillbilly Jim went from the crowd, <laughs> right? He was just a just poor, a regular guy, just a regular up, guy in the not crowd, no intentions of wrestling yes. ever. In fact, he was going to law school at the time, <laughs> he, and a, they allowed him to wear bib overalls <laughs> with no shirt. <laughs> Casey, you remember that there was that manager? She was uh, uh, an African American woman who was also in the front row, and I don't remember. Who who she ended up managing, but they pulled her out of the crowd. That was like uh, <laughs> towards the part where I didn't watch anymore. Oh, yeah, okay. It was, yeah. It, it started to seem unreal at yeah. that point. Yes. And honestly, when I was watching, like, there weren't any, like, Wendy Richter and then whoever, whoever she Dame faced. Judy Dench. Yeah. No, Wendy Richter was like the big female wrestler, and then the fabul- fabulous Moolah, well, I Miss, believe, was her manager. Yeah, Miss Elizabeth had a high profile because of. But she wasn't man. a wrestler. She wasn't a wrestler, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So anyhow, yeah, she made history. You know, it, 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 nobody had done that before. It's they wrote it for her, of yeah, course. They yeah. planned it, but it, still, in in the I just don't like them talking about it as okay. if she's you know. You know I, will, I will no longer bring up any more of these stories. <laughs> you know what? Hydra really put you on your yeah. Own. Wow, I know. Anne Hathaway. <laughs> Anne Hathaway isn't drinking until her three year old son Jonathan is of legal age. Uh, the thirty six year old actress covers modern luxuries May issue. And inside, she opens up about her decision. She said, I didn't put 
a drink down because my drinking was a problem. I put it down because the way I drink leads me to have hangovers, and those were the problem. This really surprised me because uh, Modern Luxury's May issue is out already. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's <laughs> shocker. Uh, my last hangover, she said, lasted for five days. Oh, and geez. when I'm at a stage in my life where there is enough space for me to have a hangover, I'll start drinking again. But that won't be until my kid is out of the house. She said when she did the second Princess Diaries movies, she was injecting heroin into her eye. No. Uh, still, she doesn't think all parents need to follow her lead. She said, I, I just want to make this no. clear. Most people don't have to do such an extreme thing. I don't think drinking is bad. Kathy's thoroughly no, against I'm not that. that. It's just the way I do it, which no. I personally think is really fun and awesome. It's just not the kind of fun and awesome that goes along with having a child for me. It turns out Saturday fun day is better with a a bottle of wine. (laughs) Uh, But this isn't a moralistic stance, she said. Uh, Hathaway says that uh, she just wants to live a pain-free life. She said, I've recently been on a streak where things are just starting to work so I can share that with people and they can take from it what resonates and ignore what doesn't. She's back to on my yeah, yeah, standard. Right. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, she can next be seen in The Hustle with Rebel Wilson. It's basically a remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, uh, the Steve Martin classic. And uh, it, it looks was, like it might be good. Yeah, it, I, I saw the, yeah. the trailer for it in the movie, and I'm like, okay, might be fun. Uh, and it's going to follow two female scam artists who team up to take down men who have wronged them. Did you ever see the original? No, nope. uh, with uh, David Niven and Marlon Brando, uh-uh. it's wild to see Marlon Brando. You know, you know the role Steve, that uh, that Steve Martin was playing. That was Marlon Brando playing Are that you role. Serious? Oh yeah. oh yeah, who ended up playing the real goofball, goofball. idiot? Oh, oh my yes. god! Oh yeah, and David Niven was the doctor. Interesting. Uh, but she said it was uh, working with Rebel Wilson was uh, was great and tough. She said Rebel has this gift where she pulls comedy out of the air. It's really hard not to break in front of her. Uh, when it uh, comes time for comedy, it just all comes out from her. The Hustle Hits theaters on May 10th, by the way. When Chloe Kardashian made her Instagram private, everybody thought she had it had something to do with uh, the, the Tristan Thompson thing. But, Lord knows that's what I thought. Uh, they briefly <laughs> reunited at their daughter True's first birthday party. But it oh, turns out you. Uh, that she mm-hmm. didn't mean to make her profile private to just her 91 million followers. <laughs> Uh, in response to a fan who asked her about it, she wrote, I have no idea how or why my page is private. I didn't even know you how to do that. LOL. Thank you for posting. I'm going to fix it. That's strange. Preston, 91 I know. million. I know. I know. 91 million followers. Almost uh, so uh, under a third of the population of the United yeah, States. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're about 355, 356 yeah, million. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's... Uh, and she's on the low end of the yeah. of the, the yeah. clan. She's a piker. Yeah, some of the uh, her sisters are, are much higher than she her is. Her fingers are too big to have the keys. <laughs> it's crazy, though, because I don't know anybody that really cares about these people and their show. They're, they're and out her. of our realm. Yeah. However, it's still now, I had heard ratings were slipping for the Kardashian stuff. And yet, uh, towards the end, apparently, it took a tick up again. Now, with... Scandal fuels this show. So when they bemoan a cheating spouse or whatever, it's a double-edged sword because it ends up benefiting them. But to Casey's point, with 91 million people following, yeah. you should know someone. The odds yeah, are yeah. that we know people well, that, that follow. There's a little thing on Instagram where you can say, if followed by people that you follow or follow you. And uh, Shay, who's the cover girl from this year's calendar, and Haley, who was in uh, a past calendar, are the yep. only two in our Instagram And Bill Weston. And Bill West. <laughs> Bill West. Yeah. I don't think Bill's on Instagram. Follow Chloe Kardashian. I love Chloe. I think I uh, I feel a kinship to Chloe. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But if third you go to leg like, of the bear, 
interesting. Uh, many fans assumed uh, she she also does all these cryptic posts, and uh, she shared this on her story, uh, which said, "Don't kill people with kindness because not everyone deserves your kindness. Kill people with silence because not everyone deserves your attention." Shut the f- Ooh. And many, many thought her quote was a reference to Tristan. Tristan. Uh, while the pair interacted a bit at hey, the... Hey, babe, I want to be here for the baby's birthday. At the party, she mostly appeared to ignore him, according to her Hey, man, this uh, ice cream is really good. I have to cup his chocolate and half to cup his vanilla. Mm-hmm. Where you get this? Shut uh, up. Uh, Game of Thrones star Sophie Turner tells Dr. Phil on his podcast, Phil in the Blanks, Oh, my God. How about Phil McCracken? In the blanks. Uh, That she got so much hate mail on social media, she actually considered suicide. She said, it's weird. I say that I wasn't very depressed when I was younger, but I I used to think about suicide a lot when I was younger, and I don't know why, though. Uh, Maybe it's just a weird fascination I used to have, but yeah. I used to think about it. And I probably considered suicide after doing uh, Fill the Blanks in. She said, I don't think I ever would have gone through with it. And uh, I don't know. That's what she said. It's funny because here's a guy who has his own TV production studio. And I saw his podcast video of it. And it's like him sitting around what appears to be like a poker table at his own house. Yeah. It's just it's just looks dumb. By the way, Sophie Turner on uh, Game of Thrones, as the series has progressed, She's gotten more beautiful along the way, and now because they're they're dressing her different, and she has regal, and she has more, she has a little more attitude. And May her I eyes say something? Are just so gorgeously blue, and that red hair, she's stunning. I'd say the same about you. Oh, thank you. As the show is, <laughs> as the show is, you've gotten more beautiful. Thank you, sir. Ah, uh, you know what, Steve, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. That I've gotten more beautiful? You have. Thanks, man. No doubt. I appreciate that. I think she was 15 when the show began. Oh, my God. No kidding. How old was Dr. Phil when his show began? I don't know. That's a good question. Is he a real doctor? (laughs) No, he's not. He's not? There's no MD? I mean, like... uh, He is... I think he has a doctorate. From uh, the Church of What's Happening. I don't know. <laughs> church of What's Happening. Um, <laughs> he actually. I'm just going to go with that. <laughs> His. The Church of What's Happening. Yeah. That's cool. He actually, that show Bull about the guy who consults. Lawyers going into trials. <laughs> That's what Dr. Phil used to do. Uh, all right, so Dr. Phil. Phil the guy who likes. brought me the cash me out, brought us the cash me outside girl. Yeah, uh, yeah he does have a Ph, uh, PhD degree in clinical psychology. Oh, okay. Well, he's a doctor then. All right, and then no, 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 let's do one more story and wrap it up. Okay, we'll end with this one. Uh, while Hellboy hasn't set the box office on fire, tanked uh, with only $12 million in its opening weekend, uh, one of its stars, Mila Jovovich, uh, is still loving it. And she shared her thoughts on social media, writing in part, all I'm, I'm going to say uh, before going to bed is this. All my raddest film. Oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> Why is this happening? <laughs> <laughs> hell is that? Is that Hydra? I don't know. I, what it, <laughs> I unlocked my phone. And what was it? It was Ghost of the Forest, uh, Trey Anastasio's new oh, band. Right, uh, well, that's cool. Yeah. I, I didn't hit play. I just... I li- it's a freaking face ID. Okay? Yeah. So oh, I, you just looked at it? I, I, well, I mean, I don't know if I swiped up, but it just started playing music. 
Preston, I was more interested in what you were saying. <laughs> I actually want to hear that back. Uh, I thought it was a piece of Christmas music, actually. <laughs> oh, my God. Play it. Uh, it no, I've already, oh, right, I've already X'd out right, of it. Okay. I don't even know what song it was. Oh, my God. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> So she shared this, Mila Jovovich, oh. uh, who I love, by the way. I do, too. She said, all my raddest films have been slammed by critics. Dazed and Confused, seriously, classic movie. The Fifth Element, Zoolander, slammed. Joan of Arc, disaster. Resident Evil, let's not even go there. And she said, anyway, every one of those films is now a cult classic. Every single one. Except for maybe Joan of Arc, I'm thinking. Joan of Arc was was okay, but I'm a big fan of The Fifth Element. I'm a big fan of Zoolander we freaking love. And I really enjoy the Resident Evil movies, especially the first couple. Yep. So, uh, you know, it's getting beat up. It didn't do that well, but it may find a home. You the, never the know. The problem is you have a one of the greatest directors of all time, Guillermo del Toro, who did a great series of Hellboy films. And uh, so, you know... Uh, I, I'm little, honestly, the trailer looked good. I'm still going to see it. I'm just not going to go out to see it. Yeah. All right, we're ready for clips. In Someone Great, a music journalist recently dumped by her long-term boyfriend recruits recruits her Wait, two... who? What? I'm getting to who. Okay. Uh, recruits her two best friends for an adventure. And it... He, he was just, making I'm sure the clips were the over. Clips aren't over. Oh, they're not over. Now they are. Go hey. ahead, Preston. Uh, in this clip, Brittany Snow Ooh. talks about how her story differs from others of the same genre. Here we go. More often than not, the girl, she's going through a breakup, and she finds a way to get the guy mm-hmm. at the end. She either redoes her look, or she gets the job, or she whatever, and it's, she does it for the guy. And I feel like always watching those movies, I'm like, why did you have to do anything to yourself? I want to see you naked. Uh, Someone Great debuts on Netflix, and that will be this Friday. Let's get to the next one. Little Woods follows two estranged sisters uh, when they're driven to extremes after their mother dies. And in this clip, Lily James talks about how exciting it was to work with an all-woman team. They're such beautiful, rich, wonderful characters going through so much and persevering through so much. And um, and then also the producers were women and Nia obviously wrote and directed it. And so it was just surrounded by women and I've never felt more kind of... Inspired, actually. Uh, okay, she's Cinderella. That's who she is. Okay. Oh, she's really talented. Uh, Little Woods hits theaters this Friday, by the way. All right. May I jump in quickly? Yeah, I man, wanted please. to do something. Uh, it's my wife's birthday today. Hey! So, yes. Hey! Claire's hey! birthday. Hey! 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 So I wanted to say to you, Claire, my wonderful, wonderful wife, I love you more than anything on earth and have a fantastic day. Yay. You guys going out or anything tonight? Yeah, we're going to do a little din din. Yay. Yeah. Cool, Maybe uh, go do some laser tag. Aw. <laughs> Over to Harper Lee's. Harper Lee's place. That's awesome. Good for you guys. It's intergalactic fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's take a break because we got a lot to get to today. We have Joe Lotrillo, who's going to be joining us later this morning, and Brian Regan as well. But before all of that... Got a chance to win a thousand dollars. Go fund you too is coming up around eight o'clock, and we're going live on Fox. Good day today too. We'll be right back, so make sure you stay with us on your drive into work this morning. So your cash flows low, and you need some dough, and I'm like, fund you. 
MMRs fund you, too. Your shot at $1,000 cash five times a day. They fund you. They fund you, too. Weekdays, tune in at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m., as well as 1, 4, and 6 p.m. to hear the hour's winning keyword. We give you 15 minutes to enter it via the MMR app on your mobile device, the contest page at WMMR.com, or text it to the short code 45911. One random entry wins 1000 bucks in cash. We want to... Fund you. MMRs fund you too. Five chances to win a grand. Weekdays at 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and 6 p.m. All the details and contest rules at WMMR.com. Brought to you by A&T Subaru. Subarus really do cost less than Sellersville. And by 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. While Kathy was uh, giving the traffic report, Casey and I were whispering back and forth uh, off mic here. And oddly enough, Casey's situation uh, directly ties into the conversation that we're going to have. No way. Yes, it does. So he handed me a note, first of all. It says <laughs> right here, neither stall has toilet paper. Oh, yeah. from ye- That's from yesterday midday. Shut Casey, up. I told really? Preston I had to go to two different bathrooms to get toilet paper. Casey had to run off to, uh, to <clears throat> head to the restroom. Wow. And... Uh, and and what happened? What was your encounter in there? Well, first of all, can I ask you, do you guys check to see if there's toilet paper before you I, start I do, laying? yeah. Okay. I, if I know I'm going to be uh, really doing some reconstruction. Yeah. But they're usually pretty good here. I mean, there's yeah. rarely yeah. a time where there's Here's no the toilet deal. paper or yeah, remember paper that time, towels. Yeah. Remember that time you didn't have toilet paper? <laughs> <laughs> Here's yes, the deal, though, Kathy. With, with, there's a whole bunch of recon, uh, there's construction yes. going on yep. here, and so there's... More crews of guys yeah. using it. God bless them, and that's totally fine. You're but right. it, it, we are going through paper a lot quicker. Well, and the, the paper towels were all out yesterday, yeah. too. Yes. So yeah, it wasn't were. just um, the toilet paper. So <laughs> I did Listen. not check the toilet paper dispenser before sitting down and doing my business. Right. Tell you the truth, didn't have a whole lot of time to decide, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, so I did my business. I saw that there was no toilet. And I mean, I literally had a Seinfeld moment where, I, you know, I go, oh, Jesus. But I see feet next to me. I go, do you happen to have a square to spare? And it was Connor, our... Uh, oh, very our, hard. Our yeah, so yeah, yeah. A friendly face. <laughs> and he goes, no, I don't. <laughs> there there was not have any? I uh, thought he was kidding uh, around. He goes, he goes, I was actually waiting for you to finish so oh, I no. could <laughs> stand up and do what I needed to do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Luckily, I always go with baby wipes. But, you know, the baby wipes is the last thing I do. I usually go... But at least you to- had something. I do you had know what it take care of this issue? What's if they that? had bidets on those toilets <laughs> yeah, like I have at home. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, so what I was able to do is I was able to do what I needed to do. And then How I... did you do what you were able to do? With the baby uh, wipes. With the baby yeah, wipes. The baby wipes. And, yeah. then, uh, and then I grabbed some paper towels for Connor. And then, and then I handed Connor some paper towels. You didn't lend Connor a baby wipe? I only had two, and I needed both. Oh, I thought you had a whole... I thought you took the whole Carson, box. it's do or die time. I got yeah. you. Okay. Yeah, and are those... Do you flush those? No. Okay. Yes, yeah. you do. No, I don't. Where do you I, put them? I in throw them in the can. trash. Like, you know. Well, that's better. Yeah. I mean, it, it's Kathy probably finds it really disgusting. Oh, but awful. You, are you you judging by the incredible wincing <laughs> face she's making? But so you don't want to. You don't want to clog up the. Uh, I don't want to clog up the toilet. Yeah, the toilets absolutely. Kathy, people throw diapers and stuff in those trash. Yeah, but it's wrapped up. It's not like it's wrapped up. You know, for somebody who's rooting around poop. in the. Uh, in the trash can. It's, it's disgusting. Oh, shut up. No, it is. It's Kathy. What did you expect? Of course. It's not disgusting. It's a freaking trash can. Yeah. All right. Um, speaking of poop. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about San Francisco for a moment. Oh, my God. Oh, it yeah. just keeps getting worse, doesn't it? It's a world-class city. I mean, it's a tourist mecca that boasts 25 million. The city of lights. Visitors The windy year. city. It's, uh, the no, city by the bay. That's Chicago. Oh, yes, yeah, windy city. Yes. I knew I'd get to it. 
The Golden Gate Bridge, car, uh, cable cars, all that stuff. Land of the Parthenon. No. No? <laughs> no. Movie stars. That's Unbelievable. LA. Well, yeah. Uh, Trafalgar Square. No. <laughs> London. St. Petersburg. <laughs> San Francisco hosts an estimated homeless population of 7,500 people. Ah, just to sit there and watch the Volga. But affluent sections of the city have become dangerous with open-air drug use, tens of thousands of discarded needles, and sadly, loads and loads of human feces on the streets. Listen to this. There are some numbers. There are some numbers in. Since 2001, there have been at least... 118,352 reported instances of human fecal matter on the streets of San Francisco. San Francisco. So Preston, my wife, is going to be going to San Francisco in a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. And I seriously told her she may want to consider downloading that app. Yeah. (laughs) Because Uh, there is an app that helps you avoid... What a disgusting state of affairs. One of the most beautiful cities in the country. Yeah. But I mean, here that's but that's why I mean you know it's it's the the weather is favorable and, and it's great for outside pooping. That's right, and I love it. But that's the the homeless population is huge there because I mean you can I, you I can guess. live out you can live well, listen you can live outside because mm-hmm. it is beautiful gets a little chilly because uh, you're that city by the bay. Yeah, new mayor London Breed. Uh, one election by promising to clean things up. Do you now, remember when Journey sang about that city? Yeah, that's right. The lights go oh, down yeah. in the city. Uh, however, uh, conditions are the same or worse. Last year, the number of reports spiked to an all-time high of 28,084 instances of human feces. In the first quarter of 2019, this year, uh, the pace continued with 6,676 instances of human waste in the public way. Dear God. So yeah. we're look. Is this is this a, a novelty? Is this a joke? We're looking at an interactive map of reports of Come poop on. sightings. No, this, this, this is this is this is a from, legit picture. This is from the story I'm reading to you right now. Oh yes. my is God! This city is a wash in crap. The auditors at what's called OpenTheBooks.com uh, plotted. That's a lot of poop. All reported human waste since 2011 using <laughs> latitude and longitude address coordinates of all the cases closed by the San Francisco yes, Department I of Public Works. Yes, I just spotted a turd. 22 degrees northwest <laughs> longitude. <laughs> Give you latitude, the whole thing. What? Uh, but, but what other sort of course of action can they take? If There's really not a lot. More public bathrooms, which is going to create more places for people to uh, inject their drugs or, or whatever. I, I had an, an instance where I was having breakfast in San Francisco at a restaurant and a homeless... San Francisco. And a homeless <laughs> man walked in and did his business next to me, but it wasn't... He was throwing up violently. And like it, it was, it splattered on the floor. And then he went and like took a bath in the sink. And then he left. You know, so I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what. I'm Welcome to San Francisco. <laughs> exactly. Hey, so, you avoided poop. You win. Uh, so, by the way, and we're going to take these calls that are coming in. Uh, the um, there were 118 city neighborhoods affected. However, 72 percent of all cases since 2008 were reported in just 10. Neighborhoods, and I have those neighborhoods here if you'd like oh, to. Oh, lay, lay, lay them out. Okay. What are the neighborhoods to avoid? Let's start at number 10 and work our way up, okay? No. Oh. What? I I number 10 in the poop neighborhood countdown. Uh, I think number, I have sound effects for this Number person. 10 is the financial district. Oh. Number 10. That's where you'll find uh, <laughs> some of the, the poop. Uh, number 9 is North Beach. North Beach. Uh, 
Number eight is Showplace Square. Uh, <laughs> number seven is Potrero Hill. Potrero Hill. Uh, six is Lower Knob Hill. Number six. At number six on the poop countdown, Lower Knob Hill. <laughs> now you figure Lower Knob Hill would have more poop than Upper Knob Hill because poop rolls downhill. <laughs> By the way, our, our guest host on the countdown today, Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett. <laughs> I left my heart, and apparently many people are leaving a lot more. And much of it includes corn. Number five is Mission Dolores. Number four, Your mission number Dolores four. is to take a poop on the street. Number four is the Civic Center. At number four, the Civic Center. Uh, ah, it's just knee-deep poop. You played many shows Many at the shows Center. there. Yeah. A lot of happy audiences walking out, now sloshing through the poop. Better bring, better bring your fly fishing waders. Sloshing through the poop. Uh, bring your snowshoes. Number three is the Mission District. Uh, number two. The Mission District. Uh, number two is South of Market. And number one. At number one on the poop community countdown. Yeah. Is uh, Tenderloin. Tenderloin. <laughs> Which looks like a big turd anyway. It yeah, does, like yeah. Tenderloin. Yeah. Uh, with 30,865 instances since 2008 of human feces on uh, reporting. So honestly, you know, what has become, and to the point, Casey, there's a lot, a lot of homeless drug addiction, obviously, that's going on out mm-hmm. there. So you're right. They're not going to, they're not going to go look for, but I mean, this is so off the charts and also the city has, has, they've. They've done away with. They've made it virtually impossible to move people out of areas, yeah. and they're 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 some say overly accommodating uh, in in many ways. But whatever the case is, that's a lot of poop. Well, also, I mean, you you really can't win in this scenario. Uh, there was a was it a church that had like installed a sprinkler system in their uh, like yeah. sort of vestibule area. Because that's where the homeless people were going to sleep and poop, you know. And but this is where congregants have to walk through to, to get the it services. Is, it is a medical hazard, right? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. you're, so dealing, you're dealing dangerous. with exposed used needles yeah. and human feces, right? And it's they're, they're they're in fact they're seeing a an uptick in diseases right. associated with human fecal matter. I mean, in what, the area that you haven't seen in a while. I, you know, honestly, you know, my heart does go out to anybody. My that, heart goes out to. <laughs> That is homeless and drug addicted. I mean, it really, really does. But then there's also other people in this world that shouldn't have to traverse this nonsense. He's taking a stand. Exactly. No traversing that nonsense. You sound like a member of Hydra. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, damn it, what was I going to bring up? Oh, yeah. So we we have a few calls uh, from people on the line. Somebody wants to share their, their first time in San Francisco, what they saw. And it made me realize that I had an interesting first visit to San Francisco and what I saw. Did you see poop? I was, no, I was in, I was in eighth grade, so I was, you know, a teenager. And, Pre-poop. Uh, my dad and I took a trip out there and we're driving down the road. We pull up to, um, our friend was driving, I'm in the backseat, we pull up to an intersection, we stop. A dude walks over to the car. Yeah. Facing <laughs> me, the window where I am. Reaching his pants and started spanking it. No way. Wow. I mean, Steve, not more than three feet away from the window. Facing you. Uh, Yeah. Facing you in the car. You're stopped at a light. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. And everybody in the car died laughing. It was was hilarious. (laughs) We were like, look at that guy. He's jerking it. One day you'll be a successful broadcaster. Oh, my God. That was my first time in San Francisco. It's an interesting city. I'm going to go to Casey on the phones. Hi, Casey. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Casey. What's up? 
All right. My first time is not as traumatizing as yours. Okay. I was 10. My dad took me to San Francisco, first time on an airplane. Uh, we were walking on the street, and there was a homeless man, because there's many, obviously. And he saw me, looked at me, and audibly pooped his pants <gasps> right in front of me. Oh, my God. You could tell it was very intentional. <laughs> it was very what? Intentful. Oh, very intense. Uh, did it on purpose? He crammed no. his pants? And that's my biggest memory from that beautiful city. Well, let wow. me ask you, and if you stop and think about it, Casey, um... At least he was crapping within his pants. Yeah, I didn't see anything. He was he was socially concerned. He, he, he but you could tell and you could hear it, right? I could hear it. Wow. I could absolutely hear it. And I was wow. a little, little girl and my dad was like, "Let's go." Well, I mean, is it did it look like like you know like when like a, a 1-year-old or a 2-year-old craps <laughs> her pants <laughs> like <laughs> that look on the face. They have the look on the face. Oh, the <laughs> eyes water up just a little bit as they're like <laughs> I want to I want to go home. <laughs> You can totally Thank tell you, Casey. When, oh it, when a baby is crapping their pants. I saw a dude, and then this was in Manhattan years ago. And, it, you know, the, New York's been known to have a history of dudes just, uh, it was it was right outside of Central Park. Why the guy couldn't find some tree within a super large park to yeah. take a dump? He's outside on the pavement. Yeah, yeah. I have a pants great... down, yep. taking a full Dump. I have, I have a great story in the Bizarre File, which is similar to that, coming up. By the way, here's a text. This is I work at Reading Terminal Market, and the stairway to our basement, which is only accessible by employees, is a big sign that says, no pissing. No, really? Uh, because homeless people would follow employees down after they had to enter the passcode and use the stairwell as a bathroom. Oh, my God. Ugh. Listen, as you said, hearts out to you if you've fallen on hard times or whatever the situation is. But, dear God, I mean, that's... We were looking. You, you got to see this map. We got to post that up on the on the yeah. the website. The poop map. It, you, you can't see San Francisco through the poop. Yeah. <laughs> is it right? You can't. Hi. Ah. ah, what an incredible thing to see. <laughs> it's, it's the realization of a dream started years ago with a hearty taco meal and an open anus. Steve, the the one spot that's actually kind of open on that map is the Presidio, which has which is a very expensive area to live in. Well, yeah, but it also has some green area, which you would think would allow for perfect for to- pooping. I, I agree. Doesn't make any sense, does it? No. Uh, seems, the, seems the wealthiest areas are bereft of poop. Here's uh, Clint. Went to San Francisco last week. Hey, Clint, good morning. Hi. Hi. Hey, what's up, Clint? Uh, so this is actually like two years ago. Me and my wife went to San Francisco for our honeymoon. And we read about this Bon Me sandwich shop. So we go out of our way like a half hour to the financial district to go to it. And as we're walking in, there's literally a guy swaying back and forth, I guess drunk, squatting in the middle of the street. And, of course, the first thing I did was film it and send it to all my buddies. Uh-huh. Uh, Listen, you're a concerned citizen. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so we go, we get the sandwich, come out. This dude is now passed out outside the shop and somehow has high heels on. Like, uh, I don't think he had high heels on at first. Uh, somebody came by and put them on him. Well, he was part of Crap a Mile in Her Shoes, Preston. Oh, yeah, that's what that was. It's a different charity. charity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, man. So we went, we went, we ate the sandwiches in a park where there's a bunch of kids from a school play. Uh, and they walk out of the park. You hear all the kids just go, ew. Oh. And there's a... a Heard in their way, and the teachers are just like, now, now, kids, it's nothing we haven't seen before. 
that's San Francisco in a nutshell. From what so, I so was that your one and only, or because because we were we're seeing what looks like a ridiculous amount of of uh, of uh, spotty poop conditions around San Francisco? Did you encounter it again, or was that your one experience? Oh no, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's everywhere. Oh like, my god! You always keep in the city. You always keep an eye out, but there it's like everywhere. Wow. You know, it, it's wild. All right, thanks, I don't, Clint. How do you live like that? How if, you, if you're just trying to live a conductor? As you said, Case, you're getting your kids off to school or back and forth or whatever. Yeah. How do you? It's it's like running serpentine. Oh, I, I thought you were asking how do they live like no, that. No, no, I'm how, saying how, yeah. do, how just people who are not, you know, whatever the condition is that le- leads people to openly take a dump in the middle of the street. I think generally people are very, very compassionate. Yeah. Um, and and this is what happens when you're too compassionate. Yeah. Uh, by the way, 30 zip codes in the city were affected. However, just four locations had the highest concentration of human feces. It's a lot of poop. Uh, the number one zip code was uh, 94102. Just think of like since what? 2000. I'm not done yet. Since 2008, over 20. <laughs> Let the man talk. He's talking about poop. Over 23,800 cases of human waste were reported in the heart of San Francisco. Uh, there <clears> were 13 <throat> reports of human feces right in front of City Hall. Right in front of City Hall. 17 events at the U.S. Marshal's office. Preston, how much diarrhea? And 67 reports at the Tenderloin Police Station. Can we so break it down to categories? So they're being blatant about where they're going. Turds, uh, diarrhea, squirts, the rough, whole deal. Roughly one in every three cases citywide occurred in uh, the two zip codes of 94102 and 94103. They border each other. There were, okay. And then one more thing here. Uh, in zip code 94109, a prestigious area... Uh, home to such landmarks as the San Francisco Maritime National Park. Ah, the Maritime National Park. I the love it so. Great American Music Hall. Great American Music. The American Songbook. <laughs> <laughs> the Regency Ballroom. Regency Ballroom, where I once danced with Loretta Lynn. And the Lee Ho Lee Ho Yacht Club. Lee Ho Lee Ho Lee Ho Yacht yeah. Club. Uh, there where were... I did a whole weekend of shows with Howie Mandel. There. Wow. <laughs> You get around. I get around. Dude, it's Tony Pitt, It's man. easy to travel when you learn how to skateboard on poop. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Some people see the window as half closed. I see it as half open. Uh, the, There's opportunity here to get around. There were 11,287 instances of human waste within that particular Break zip. out the snowboard. We're going downhill. I wonder what the condition of that, what is that classic street that we use Lombard back Lombard Street. Lombard Street. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so probably not. I mean, it's, that's kind of a nicer area. I, I did a run down that. It was incredible. I'm wow. a snowboard on your snowboard. Unbelievable! Wow. Uh, uh, going back to this map, uh, I'm sorry, Casey. Did you want to say something? Uh, uh, no. Okay. Um, on, I love you. I do love you. <laughs> on this map, there are um, there are two islands that the Bay Bridge crosses: uh, Yerba Buena and Treasure Island. There is poop incidents on those islands, which means. That people are walking across the bridge to get privacy to Nick. get to get out on this island. I mean, think about what a shameful act this is. <laughs> yeah. Think about how you feel when somebody walks into a public restroom as you're yeah. dumping, right. and the and that shame you feel. Let me ask. So, if yeah. you're doing that, is there anything, Nick, that indicates that it's occurring actually on the two famous bridges of San Francisco? I the... didn't. I didn't see any poop on the bridge itself. Well, thank God, bridge. there's a yeah. sense of decency. Right. Uh, do you guys encounter or hear of anything like this here? Listen, I got lots of calls we can go to if you All want. Right. Uh, let me go to uh, Melanie. Hey, Melanie, good morning. Good 
Hey, Melanie, so you had an experience. Yes. So right. it, it's not about San Francisco. I have been to San Francisco, and that is a really weird city. Yep. I've, I've had a lot of weird things happen there. Um, but my story is about Philly because I go to The cradle of our nation. <laughs> <laughs> I go to school in Philly. I go to college there. But I commute from New Jersey. And my first year, my mom did not want me to go in the city at all. Like, she's super nervous. And um, I was fighting with her about it. I was like, please, it's really not that bad. I've been there. It's on Broad Street. So she finally lets me go. And, like, the first time she drops me off, we're driving down Broad Street. And my brother's in the car. And we see this guy carrying, like, a huge black bag. We're like, what, is, what does he have? And my mom's like, he's got a body in the bag. My, my brother and my mom are, like, making fun of him. And I'm, uh-huh. like, oh. and I'm like, that's Carl, like, trying to mess with her. And all of a sudden, Carl turns around and takes his See hand. that. <laughs> Melanie. And, uh, she's like, oh, my God, no. He, he took a dump. Here. Did he take that's a dump? So in, did he take a dump in the bag? No, he literally just took a dump on the street. Like, I've never seen that. And I'm, I'm in Philly every day. Like, that's not a normal thing. You know, you know what, though? Day, you just made me think of something, Melanie. I don't know if this has ever been proposed, or I don't even know if it's something that would have any traction. Bring but a bag. What if you were to dispense yeah. to the population at least... Of San Francisco. Of San Francisco. Poop bags. Poop bags. Like, Honestly. Now, they would the, leave those laying around. You know that. They they might poop in them and then just leave them. But, but still, if you made it... easier so to clean it up. Bizarrely or incredibly easy to seal it. At yeah. least... Because oh my, you're you're taking this is you know Pierre always talks. I've been to you've been to San Francisco. You just said you were it's phenomenal, uh, gorgeous it. city. Yeah. Oh you know my what? God! You can't um you you can't buy uh, groceries in plastic bags in San Francisco. You, you know, like it's all paper bags. Oh, yeah. You mother so after, still pooping a paper you bag. Have, you're right. Paper or plastic. Yeah, you know that's what? A song title, by the way, for, <laughs> yeah. for Tony Bennett. You can still poop in a paper you bag. Still, you know what I love about San Francisco old school. You can still poop in a paper bag. Yeah. And the, it's incredible, too, because as it seeps through, it creates all sorts of origami designs on oh the outside God. of the bag. <laughs> it's like a Rorschach test. Uh, would you like to speak to a former addict who has pooped in public before? Please. All right. I think that's what this is. I can't tell from the message up on the board here. Hi, Scott. You're on the air. Uh, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, so, Scott, is this correct? You're a former addict, and you had to do this type of thing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. When you're sick and you got to go, it just it comes. There ain't no waiting. Right. Uh, so you, you use no control. No control at all. So I can understand why. The, see, most homeless people, they'll go behind a building. They'll go in private. But that stuff that's all over the streets, they're the addicts. They can't hold it. There's no control. I think, you're, I think you're probably right because they obviously in San Francisco as well as the whole country's experience, experiencing, they have an out-of-control drug problem. Absolutely. I was, um, I'm from the Camden area. I work in Philly, and uh, I got on the bus. And as soon as I got on the bus, you, you know, it's that feeling of just, fear you know it's coming there's no stopping it and uh i'm going over the bridge i'm hitting the button there's no stop for another 10 15 minutes i went to the very back of the bus i thought that i could be real quiet and discreet and just squeeze it out and it was like when you put your thumb over a garden hose it shot it was making oh my god 
So, Scott. All over the back of the seat, I had to take my shirt off, use my white beater to white whip, a sock. And I immediately got off the bus in the first stop. And everyone on there knew what happened because they could smell it. And uh, every day after that, I got the bus after that. I never got that bus. Scott, was just a question. Was was that rock bottom or did you get even lower at some point? Oh, man. There, I've been lower position places than that in my life. But wow. How did how did you pull it back, Scott? I was just tired of putting my wife through hell for five years. You know what I mean? Like I was an addict for about eight years, like eight of the worst years of my life. But you know, ten, fifteen years I was using. But the last five years, I completely drained this girl of everything to where when she came home from work, she would sit in the parking lot and cry herself to sleep. Oh my god! Well, I'm glad you got your life. Is your life indeed together now? Oh. I own my own house. Uh, own my, I work for, I run a company, you know, with 12 employees under me. Okay. And, uh, well, I God bless you. That That's awesome. Let me ask you from with your insights, Scott, do you see any way? I mean, we're, we're having a little fun with Tony Bennett, you know, <laughs> snowboarding on poop. But mm-hmm. can, can you, uh, if you were to suggest a way to correct what's going on, like with San Francisco, is, is there any light at the end of the tunnel or insight you could provide us? Oh, man, I don't know. I, I mean, it's a shame, you know, I, I really don't. I, I, I'm at a loss of words right now. No, I, I understand. It's it's but a per I, case. I, yeah, everybody's different. I say different. all the time, like, I, in these areas it, with a lot of homeless people, they should have, like, a, a porta potty system with, like, some kind of water system where they can get showers and clean themselves up, you yeah. know? It wouldn't be that bad. Why don't they have that? More Just more porta potties around. Wouldn't that at least help? Well, but then then you have issues with that, that people living inside and shooting and up inside, injecting yes, you know, all that. It's it's a I don't know. It's better than it's poop a on vicious the cycle thing. You better know. than poop I, on the street. Yeah, I, I don't know if it is though. Better. I, yeah, I seen a lady in Camden two days ago walk down the street, and I knew she pulled her pants down. I videotaped it, videotaped it, and she just started pooping right out front of Cooper Hospital. And there's security guards out there and everything, and no one's going to confront that person or go over to them. You know what I mean? They just Go about their business. Well, you need to do the right thing and send that into AFE. <laughs> Shut up. All right, Scott. Hey, I'm glad you got everything together, man. Thanks for sharing. We Thank appreciate you. it. But that's uh, if that wasn't rock bottom, dear Lord. I, I have, have you. Us. What's the closest? I know, Casey, you, we've talked about a couple of incidents, but what's what have you ever had to defecate near public? I evacuated uh, accidentally in my own shorts a couple times. <laughs> evacuated. You know, literally, I thought I was going to fart type of thing. Oh, the shart. And not just a shart. I mean, a full, full yeah. on. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I had diarrhea. Were you in public? <laughs> yeah, I was on a skating rink. Good <laughs> oh, What, were you like a giant spirograph? No, it, fortunately, it all, it, it, it was contained. I, wore, I was wearing tidy whities and I wasn't wearing boxers. Oh, my God. Like oh, I thought you were wearing like white pants. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, it happened on a roller skating rink. What kind of move were you doing? I don't know. I was just skating around at that point. But uh, and what did you get? Like an afterburner effect? Did you, did you speed up? It was horrible. Oh my god! And then another time was in a crowded bar. I told you guys about that. I, I'm not remembering. Oh that. yeah, yeah. And I was at Harpo's on the landing, and it was mobbed. It was packed, and I'm standing. Did you end up looking like Harpo with I, the wang wang? And I was there with like you know six people. We all came together, and we had only been there about a half hour. There was no way in hell we were leaving right then. Oh, 
and I didn't tell anybody, and I it, it was just it slipped out, and I, I fortunately there was like a pole that I just kind of leaned up against. Oh my god! And I stayed there, and I didn't move for two hours, and then because I wasn't going to tell anybody, could was was there a discernible odor? It was so packed. No, okay, it was all right. So well, packed. God, there's people god. smoking. Yeah, yeah. You smoke inside and everything, and I. I, I stood there, and I eventually, I had somebody take me home, and I just threw my clothes away. We're locking was, up now, buddy. Yeah, it was. We're closing up now. It was bad. <laughs> now, I've never, not that I ever can recall, dropped trout outside and done my business that way, except maybe, you know, out of nature, camping or whatever. Sure. You know, but, uh, but no, I've never had to, dude, I, I have to do this now. I've never, ever. Hunch over like ever a dog. defecated outside. Wow. I tell you, it's not fun. Yeah. Not fun. Yeah. But uh, there's yes. no upside. <laughs> there is no upside. There's no upside. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, uh, this, I, I just, I know we talked about it before. This is staggering. But, but this map, if you look at the locations, you quite literally, because of the little, um, uh, what do they call those? Uh, the uh, little pins? pins? Yeah. Uh, that, they're, that are, they're actually like brown, too. That are placed on the map. You can't even see the city of San Francisco because there's been that many of uh, pooping. And as Nick points out, there are islands with poop on them, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Awesome bridges. Yeah, yeah, you can go to uh, PrestonSteve.com right now if you want to check out the map. Sure. Makes a great holiday gift. Yep. So, uh, a little tour through San Francisco. San Francisco. Rice-a-roni. City by the Bay. Yep. What a beautiful place. Clap if you know this one. Yeah. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We will come back in a moment. And when we return, a few things. we got the B-File. We're going live on Fox Good Day. We have money to give away, too. Go fund yourself. That's on the way. We'll be right back. Show your mom or the mother of your children that you love her to the moon and back with Stephen Singer's beautiful I Love You to the Moon and Back Diamond Necklace for only $98. Free shipping, free personalized Mother's Day card exclusively at Stephen Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Once more into the breach, dear friends, we return. Let's see how you're doing. Oh, wait, we got to skip traffic. We're skipping traffic. Skipping traffic. We will come back to in a moment. We have 10 seconds before we're going to go live on Fox Good Day. So chocolate bunny. Here we go. Egg debate here. Uh, let's go start with chocolate bunnies for Easter. I'm a hollow guy. I, I go, holla. Holla. For the hollow. Uh, are you guys hollow or solid? Preston, let's start with you. Uh, I prefer the solid bunny. Oh, I've always ooh. found it extremely disappointed when <laughs> I, oh, look at this. It's a chocolate bunny. And then yeah. rip off. And then, well, you pick it up and you're like, wait a second. You lousy. <laughs> it's like, oh. you know, it's like picking up That's... an unloaded gun, you know? Uh, it's but... so much, though. It's supposed to be so much. <laughs> yeah. It's Easter for crying out loud. I yeah I, I don't care for the hollow and and I also think the chocolate is not as good. Oh it's, well, it has you know to be I mean? dark chocolate too. I think I'm a big dark chocolate uh, okay. snob. I love dark chocolate. It has to be solid. It has to weigh just shy of fifty pounds. Mm. And I think that, I think that's a you know yeah. I gotta go. I am a hollow guy uh, when it comes to my bunny, and I I kind of like the milk chocolate. Hollow milk. What does that say about me? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it, you have totally missed the spirit of Easter and what Jesus told us to do, which is to eat solid chocolate 
all day. Buddy. <laughs> Is that Buddy. what he said? Yes. All those Something. years of Catholic school. And I, yeah, I you missed it. No, no, but everyone's very specific on their, 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 their bunny issue and also where you begin digesting or in, ingesting well, said bunny. True. That's our next point. Mm. Now, I go with, this is one of the biggest bunnies, by the way, on the set right now. I start with the ears, uh, and it is hollow, but I'll start with the ears as opposed to the bunny butt. Yeah, I'm an ears guy. I and like I- the bunny looking away from me, and I come in from behind. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, bunny, we'll see what's coming. Don't want it to know what's happening. I actually like to break the bunny ear off. Really? As opposed to bunny. I just realized I'm wearing a bunny this morning on my shirt. I didn't realize it. Oh, you are? Uh, Yeah, Jackrabbit Slims. Uh, But, yeah, I I prefer to break the bunny ear off. Break the bunny ear. Interesting. As opposed to biting right into it. You snap it right off. Yeah. No, I bite. I just bite it. Just I bite just it. Bite why, the top of the ears. Why is that, no one ever marketed a chocolate Easter bunny guillotine? <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be per- a little novelty <laughs> item? A little novelty, novelty like item for the room. You know, put their d- paws d- in there. Right, right. But uh, I think uh, I don't know. I, I like to start at the base, actually, and you know, oh, yeah. So okay. we hear. What about yeah. you, Alex? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm the peanut butter girl, so I'd rather have it filled with peanut butter as opposed to chocolate. Oh. Are you like, I like the Reese's bunny, Reese's eggs? Yes, Reese's I'm butter. with you. You're Alex. talking yeah, Kathy's yeah. language, yes. yeah. Kathy's, yeah. Oh, we should have a peanut butter party. <laughs> okay. I'm ready, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> you guys think I'm playing? It's the best peanut part. butter party. Yeah, there you go. Just make sure <laughs> you record normally, that. With the cups, you only get so much peanut butter. But when you have the eggs or the bunny, it's so much peanut Agreed. butter. Agreed. <laughs> do, do you think that? Do you think the peanut butter uh, eggs are a little bit too much? No. Uh, no. There's never too much. All What's right. wrong with you? All right. Alex, wow. we're on the same page here. I'm with you girls on that, much, too. Never too much. Never too much. <laughs> yep. The ratio. Now we have Mike singing. Luther Vandross. Can you tell he's already had some chocolate? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. You, no, I'm all you... about that base. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's going to ruin your supper. Happy Easter. Happy Easter to you. Enjoy your, uh, your bunnies. We'll see you guys. <laughs> Have a good All one, right. Guys. So, yeah, yeah, the candies. And, and listen, they, they started putting those out earlier this year, the, the peanut they butter They were eggs. out at, like, Christmas. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, basically, Christmas isn't even over before the Valentine's stuff yep. comes out. Valentine's, but, yeah, you're, yeah. They, they're, so, they're, they're so ahead of all these things. Yeah. Something was brought to my attention yesterday. Now, I haven't had chocolate all Lent, so I'm not paying Either. attention. Yeah. Uh, but did you? Or, so you were talking about the Reese's eggs? Uh-huh. Uh, you yeah. know they have Twix eggs. Yes, Twix. I saw them yesterday. Actually, that. yeah, yeah. No kidding. I'm down okay. with that. I'm not a big fan of Twix, but if I was, it's a brilliant idea. Hmm. It was right next to the fireworks at the supermarket. <laughs> you look like you looked at me like. How could you not be into Twix? I just. That's you know. like saying I don't like air. Okay. <laughs> um, I was going to say that. <laughs> Everything is out so early. Like Casey mentioned, the Valentine's Day stuff is out before Christmas is even over. Uh, the Easter stuff, because Easter is so late, has been out so long yeah. that it's uh, really dampering my uh, after-the-holiday shopping because nothing is left. Because usually, I'll, like, after Christmas, I'll get some stuff at, like, huge discounts. You know, sometimes it's, like, 70% off. Right. There's nothing left anymore because it's out so early. It's just the calendar. They I get sold out. I, yeah, so here's here's a perfect example of that. I was buying Halloween candy and some of the, I looked down at the candy in the basket, and it, it was had Christmas yeah. stuff on it. I'm yes. like, what? Yeah, you have to like watch yeah. and not get the Christmas stuff for Halloween. Hey, I hate to jump in here, guys, but it's already four minutes after oh, eight, geez. and we got to do fun yourself. Mighty three three WMMR, Philadelphia. Fund you too. Fund you too. All right, let's do this thing. We got a chance we're going to win some money. This hour's keyword in the MMR Fund You Too Nationwide contest is current. 
C-U-R-R-E-N-T. And you have until 8.15 to enter it via text to the special contest short code, which is 45911. Or you can enter using the MMR mobile app or via the contest page at WMMR.com to be entered for a $10,000 grand prize. How about that? And we'll call you if you are randomly selected and you win 1000 bucks. Complete contest rules are available at WMMR.com. You'll look from A&T Subaru and WMMR. The word again is current, C-U-R-R-E-N-T. Let's go ahead and get that look at traffic. Kathy, what's going on? Northeast Extension southbound jams uh, from Quakertown to Lansdale. The left lane blocked with an accident there. Blue Route northbound, heavy 95 to Route 1. Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound, slow Willow Grove to Fort Washington. We've got a slow-moving maintenance vehicle that's blocking the left lane. Uh, on the Schuylkill Expressway eastbound, we're backing up 202 to Belmont City into the Vine westbound, Bear Avenue to the Vine, the Boulevard to Belmont, the Blue Route out to 202. 95 southbound jams Cotman through to Girard on the northbound side at slow Island Ave to Broad Street. Uh, and then on uh, the boulevard, northbound at Broad Street, that accident just cleared. Southbound jams from 9th to Wissahickon, 422 westbound at Oaks. We've got an overturned vehicle in the left lane. You're jammed from Trooper uh, over to Oaks. And then in New Jersey on the 42 freeway northbound, that's backing up from the Black Horse Pike to 295. New Jersey Turnpike northbound at 195, exit 7A, an overturned tractor trailer blocking the left lane on the ramp to 195 just before the toll plaza. 55 northbound jams, Stepford to 42. This traffic report brought to you by Mr. Tire. It's that time of year. Again, spring cleaning and, and time to spring into Mr. Tire. Get rebates like up to $300 on four select Goodyear tires through April 26th. Visit MrTire.com. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Let's do the Bizarre Fire. Yeah. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Fire. Brought to you this morning by Mulch Works of Aston, Pennsylvania, offering mulch, topsoil, compost, decorative, and crushed stone, grass seed, straw, and more. Mulch Works delivers the residential and commercial markets. They deliver two residential and commercial markets. Uh, visit them online at mulchthis.com or stop by in person to meet their friendly staff. Uh, I'm going to key off of our San Francisco conversation. Uh, it's, let me tell you something. Uh, on uh, on Twitter, there's a lot of conversation about what we just talked about. All right. It's uh, rocking people's worlds. We're going to begin with this. A woman explained to police that she had her buttocks exposed in public Saturday because she was defecating. Uh, Toisha Shimura uh, Styles was arrested and charged with indecent exposure. But it's interesting how she... What she had proclaimed while this was taking place. All right. So, police are called Saturday afternoon uh, to an apartment. They were told a woman behind an apartment was naked. Officers found a woman standing in the common area behind the apartment with her buttocks exposed. How you doing? Uh, police reported seeing several children and people sitting outside and some of the children stopping to look at the woman who wasn't making any attempt to conceal herself. When an officer asked a woman what she was doing, she said, I'm taking an ass and wiping my ass demon. <laughs> Wiping my ass demon. Ass demon. When, wow, that's that's who makes you poop. Uh, when asked why, why she was doing it outside and had herself exposed, police reported her as saying, I ain't essing on myself. Oh, okay. A witness told police uh, she saw the woman completely naked and that the woman knew people were looking at her. Very well, ma'am. Enjoy. Yeah, so she just was straight up about it. I'm taking Good luck ass. with those ass demons. I'm wiping my ass demon. Uh, armed with a water gun filled with his own urine, an elderly Florida man oh squirted God. a woman several times oh as he uh, walked her dog in front of his residence on Saturday. That's correct. Florida man. 
Florida man. So this guy had to go through the process of, of collecting his yeah. piss, putting it in a small <laughs> hole in a squirt gun. It's difficult enough to get water in there. Yeah. Though. A uh, police charge that uh, Joel Benjamin, 71 years old. 71? I know. My peace stream isn't very strong. Uh, approached the female victim and pulled out a water gun that contained his own urine. The woman was walking her dog. Oh, Benj- wait, that's my semen gun. Uh, Benjamin and the victim live in separate apartments at the complex. When questioned by an officer, Benjamin reportedly admitted that he, quote, shot the victim with a water gun containing his own urine. Was there a reason? The septuagenarian was not remorseful, stating that he would do it again. While court filings do not indicate why Benjamin targeted the woman, a source said that the defendant may have been angered by fellow residents failing to curb their dogs. Oh. Uh, Benjamin my penis demon. was arrested on a misdemeanor battery charge. He spent about 18 hours in custody before being released on a $500 bond. Mm-hmm. Horrific photos have emerged of a husband's gruesome injuries after he hacked off his own penis following a dream that he had. Oh, my God. Is this yeah. the one where you're late to work? No, it's not that one. Oh. Uh, Wahab Saadu said that he was fed up with a woman demanding sex from him in his dream, Mm -hmm. and he chose to cut off his manhood. Uh, Now, shocking images uh, show the injuries from which the fashion designer is still recovering. Oh, wow. Wahab said that he carried his genitals to a neighbor's house in uh, Alapa, Nigeria. (laughs) I did something Uh. stupid. Uh, I had a dream and I cut my penis off. Uh, speaking after the horror, he said, prior to the incident, I had a dream in which three unidentified women appeared to me and ordered that I drink battery acid, which I did the following morning without the knowledge of anyone. On the list of dreams, this falls well below Martin Luther King's dream. Uh, three days after, I had another dream where the same women ordered me to wake up and cut off my penis. It was after cutting it off that I regained consciousness, so I rushed home for immediate remedy. Uh, it is understood that Wahab used God. a razor blade to hack oh. off his penis. What? And was taken to the what? hospital. What? Yeah. Uh, reports also claim that Wahab's father passed out immediately after the bloodshed. Wahab reportedly blamed the handiwork of witches for his sudden actions. Uh, the shocking images have only just come to light. Uh, they come after a member of the redeemed Christian Church of God cut off his penis mm. because he wanted to concentrate on a fasting program organized by the church. How about just turning off the TV? Astonishingly, he had hoped that it would grow back after fasting. Is that how it works? I, according no. to him. <laughs> Doesn't grow back bigger? Like when you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Just keep cutting it off. It'll go back bigger. It's like your hair grows yeah, exactly. longer. Right. It's the truth. Uh, in February, Scientific fact. But in February, a wife allegedly cut off her partner's manhood and cooked it in a pan of noodles. Mm. Uh, disturbing What images kind of sauce do you use with that? Is it a pesto? Are said to show the dismembered penis on the woman's plate afterwards. Could mm. Honestly, and let's... No. On a basic level, taking a razor mm-hmm. to your own genitals and... Cutting them off. I don't know how it's possible. How is that? How do you get through that without passing out from the intense pain? Exactly. All right. Something lighter. Please. uh, To end on. I mean, we've had ass demons. I like this one. Uh, Police in China announced the arrest of a 40-year-old man for stealing three tennis rackets and cases worth about 200 bucks. However, while sporting goods can be resold for profit, the suspect's motives may not have been financial at all. An investigation was launched into the theft, which took place at the locker room of a men's tennis team in a high school. Now, a trail of evidence eventually led police to the suspect who lived in the same city. He reportedly told him, and I quote, I like the smell of sweat that seeps into the racket handles. 
Strangely, the report. I could smell sweet. So, strangely, the report didn't say that he actually admitted to the crime, which would make his confession really awkward if he didn't. Meanwhile, readers in the news online were somewhat sympathetic and a little fascinated by the suspect's peculiar taste. By that smell. Yeah. They were commiserating? It's unclear why he was specifically into tennis racket handles. Perhaps something about that particular leather or rubber used in them reacted with the sweat to make that particular aroma that turned him on. Oh, man. It's also strange that this theft happened to be extremely similar to a recent incident in Tokyo. On uh, the March 15th, a man in his 50s was arrested for stealing rubber boots used by guys in a poultry factory, also because he liked the way they smell. But tennis handle guys like, oh, that's just sick. Uh, it's really <laughs> sick. That's it. What's wrong with that dude? And it's suggesting there's a lucrative demand for guy sweat these days uh, for people who like that smell. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the I know. What a world. It is a world. Ass demons and tennis handle sniffers. Yep. It's... It's crazy. Hey, you know what I'd like to do? I would like to give away some uh, passes to our sorority party. We announced it yesterday. It is a week from tomorrow, and we are headed to Parks Casino, one of our favorite places. And we'll be this time. We're in in a uh, an area that we've never had an event in, and it is their new beer garden with the retractable roof. So if we get good weather, we'll be it's out, golden outside trying their craft beers that they have. Did you see the list of the beers? Yeah, they have a lot of really great Unbelievable. Craft beers. Yeah. So, uh we will also all of our attendees and, and by the way, ladies only for this event. Yeah. Uh, we'll get the craft beer glass, and we're going to have a kind of a painting party. Oh, yeah. You can decorate the glasses. Hopefully, we'll have some stencils for Zeta Eta Pi and all that stuff. And we're doing a pinning. So, if you have your pin wear it, if you don't, you will get one that night. And if you'd like to go, we have a free happy hour for buffet, and the first drink is free and all that stuff. Uh, 6 to 8 p.m. next Thursday, let's take five ladies who would like to go and want to bring a friend with them who has to be female as well, at least yes. 21 years of age, 215-263-WMMR. It's an invite-only event, and uh, we'll get you on board. And, uh, you know, maybe win some money and have a good time. It's going to be definitely a good lot time. Of fun. So let's get you on board for that. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us. Tell you about the guests and more coming up on the, this morning's program in a little bit. Stay down. Glad you asked. Thrice. Shine now. Papa Roche. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Nick handed me a note that, uh, just to put this into perspective, MMRBQ is one month from tomorrow. Ooh, one month, uh, one month from tomorrow. You said you're cute. Oh, no, well, <laughs> that's at the bottom. I don't want to uh, but, one month, that'll be awesome. But before that, an event I want to mention, because uh, it's close to my heart, my daughter has Crohn's disease, and uh, there is an organization that my wife is a board member on. It's called A Mother's Wish, and it's to raise funds for research uh, and help out <clears throat> people who are dealing with uh, IBD. And uh, we're doing a 5K. I think I'm going to run in this thing. I've been running a little bit from time to time. Not like crazy, but... 5K's not bad at all. not bad. So I think usually I just host these events, but I've gotten in better shape as of late, and I think I'm going to run this thing. You said you're going to run it with a uh, 100-pound rock sack on your back, right? Yeah, let's work (laughs) our way up to that. Uh, Saturday, May 11th is when this is, and we're doing it in Collegeville at uh, Hebner Park. And actually, we've had the Welcome Island Hershey's event there before, Very nice. So I would like you to sign up and be on my team and everything. We have uh, information. 
information at PrestonandSteve.com along with the gazillion other walks and runs I'm doing and all the events that everybody else here is doing, too. It's that time of year. But it listen, is. all these events are great. Get to one or two if you can. Have a good time. They're a great cause. So uh, to find all the events that we're involved in, including the uh, Mother's Wish 5K, uh, just go to PrestonandSteve.com, click on Events at the top, and then you scroll down to Community, and you'll see all these charity events that are coming up that people send us information about all the time, and you're going to find something near you. A lot of times there's prizes and drinks and stuff, and it's usually inexpensive, and you have a good time. You meet new people. It's really cool to get yeah, out and do this stuff. Absolutely. So uh, feel free to uh, to take a look and, and join us if you can for that and more. All right, so, by the way, heads up, gang, I gotta, uh, I'm got i going to be leaving the show early today. I apologize, uh, but I have a uh, medical test thing that I have to go do. We'll carry on in and, your stead and yeah. wish you the best because it's a five-hour test. Yeah, it should be all good. It's going to be pretty monotonous, but it yeah. should be all right. But uh, anyhow, so I just want to give you a heads up on that. Now, what? Uh, two different subjects here where I could go to. You all tell right. me. We didn't get a chance to talk. Uh, math or in, in the commercial social studies. No, not math. <laughs> <laughs> Pat. You know what? I As a, <laughs> as a student... I hated social studies. I love social studies. and But now, in retrospect, it's something I'm like, man, I wish I would have paid attention I to that. I hated math and love social studies. No kidding. Yeah. See, that was the other way around. I, yeah. I, I was more, I guess, suited for math when yeah. I was a kid. But but now that I, that I have uh, students, my kids... Uh, and I see their their stuff coming back, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm reading about Mesopotamia. Yeah, yeah of I course. never knew about that. Wow, what an advanced society! <laughs> I had no idea. Unbelievable. I should have because I learned about that crap when I was back yeah. then. But I wish I would have paid attention in social studies. But that's a whole other thing. <laughs> okay, with that being said, yeah, let's talk about trigonometry now. Trigonometry. No, um, I, there there are a couple of things I, I could talk about. These are both Kathy related. Oh, we could talk about. Yay! <laughs> and we could talk about Kathy's little excursion she had uh, the other day, or to this, the pokey, or this list of things that you sent over. Yeah, Kathy, what, what would you rather? I'm going to ask you. Well, they're both sort of they both relate to each other, don't they? No. Uh, oh, they no, don't. Not at all. No, one is no. all about smells. Oh, I'm thinking of a, a different, different list. list. Okay, all right. It's, it's up to you guys. Whatever you want to do. do I, I, all right, I'm going to step in. Okay. Please do, do the where you went okay. yesterday because yeah, I, I, because after your your posting of pictures, I saw a lot of activity about people. Yeah. Uh, asking about uh, this stuff and and I, I'd never heard. I, of this it qualifies place. as hidden gem territory. All right. Yeah. So I had I had never heard of it either. Um, I drove out to Jim Thorpe yesterday and we went. Uh, on a hike, and it was the Glen Okono uh, Trail. Orinoco Flow. <laughs> and uh, there are three waterfalls on this trail. I had no idea that this was there. And, and again, same thing, like we went to Crystal Cave the other day too, and I thought, you know, it's just a little over an hour, and we've never seen it. So when I heard about this, I'm like, oh, this is perfect. You have it spelled Onoko on the, uh, uh, you yeah, said well, Okono. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but it's oh, Onoko. It, no, it's Onoko. Okay, got yes, it. All yes. Right, go ahead. Um, and yeah, so so it's these these waterfalls, and they're so beautiful. And I texted a friend of mine, and said, "Hey, I'm I'm going to do this with Jace. Do you want to go?" She's actually from out that way. She said, "Yes, I haven't been there in years. Used to go there, um, growing up." So uh, she brought her kids as well. And then uh, I had told Nick that we were going, and. Yesterday morning, woke up at four o'clock, and I had a text from Nick with an article saying that they're actually shutting this down, this trail down, uh, because of injuries and deaths. We have the pronunciation, Kathy. <laughs> well, let me let, before you uh, jump in here, Nick. I want to read a sign that is posted in front of a picture of Kathy as they're headed into this area, and here's what it says. And I can't believe you went ahead and did this after reading this well, sign. It says, "Warning." 
uh, Glen Onoko Fall Trail hike at your own risk. Sections of the trail ahead are steep and treacherous. Hiker, and these this is written huge. It's a yeah. gigantic sign. It says hikers have been seriously injured and killed as a result of accidental falls from the trail and gorge overlooks. You are responsible responsible for your safety. Wear proper hiking shoes. Use extreme caution while hiking in the gorge. <laughs> I'm surprised that you didn't run screaming. Well, out so of you that. know me. I, you know, such a daredevil. I was like, yeah. let's do this. Yeah. She no. basically said, "F <laughs> this noise. We're going." No. So my friend who uh, grew up out there, she came with me, so I felt a little more comfortable. And she was okay. like, "Listen, trust me. I know what why these people are getting injured. We're we're not going to go do that." Okay. Um, so apparently, there's a portion of it where you can go all the way up. So, so you um you see the three different falls, you know, on your way up. Uh, you can actually go to the top of the third one and kind of like look over and look down. Which um she said, according to her, the article that she read, she said that's where people are getting injured. So we didn't the go- high the highest point. Yeah, so we saw all three falls, but we didn't go to the top where you're looking down. And she said people are trying to take pictures down. She said she read an article where someone was actually taking a selfie and slipped and fell. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's wet, so the rocks can be slippery. Yeah. And that's where people are getting injured. What we did, I, I mean, we did it with uh, two seven-year-olds and an eight-year-old, and we were fine. There, okay. You know, again, you could, maybe they, they could have slipped. Nobody fell, nobody got hurt. Um, you were was, smart about it. We were smart about it, and and they they did it. It wasn't that dangerous, you know. At least w- what we did, we didn't do that last part. But okay. we well, were the picture's fine. beautiful. Yeah, it, it was so. It was absolutely beautiful. Again, I can't believe that that was there or that that's there, and I never knew about it, never visited it before. It was gorgeous. First of all, I'm really proud of you. It's awesome that you got outside at all. And uh, second of all, I, I was. It's just a coincidence that you and I were talking about this place because my son wants to go camping. And we, uh, my girlfriend and I looked into this place as a possible um, place to go camping this summer, you know, later in the spring or, or earlier in the summer. Um, and then I got the news that that uh, one trail is going to be closed and um, brought it up uh, to you. And what I've read since then is that there's a lot of pushback on closing this trail. Yeah, that, that so- people don't want it and they think that. Um, they're being a little overly they're being cautious. Overly cautious so they, they only need to close a part of it? That if you go up with proper footwear, right. that if you're not an idiot, that if you don't go near the edge, that the trail should remain open. So I do some trails all the time. That Wissahickon Valley has some some area. Listen, it's not it's not life-threatening, but if you're there's a particular trail where I'll, I will sort of... It's, it's, a, it's a trail that you can sort of jog or, or go along at a good clip. But if you're dumb, you could get killed. Yeah, and there's you idiots everywhere. And, 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 uh, and, and so if you, don't, if you don't take the proper precautions. But at a certain point, I mean, how much, how much are you supposed to? You have to take responsibility for yourself and know that there, you know, you're, well, you're, you're dealing with some issues. Preston read the sign. I mean, it's yeah. in big, bold print. You are yeah. responsible for your safety. Yeah. Um, so, and there's actually petitions going around after yeah. I posted these pictures. A lot of people commented and emailed me um, to not close it, like you guys said. Uh, and my That's friend, what I was seeing. Yeah, a ton of people say that it should remain open. Do you yeah. agree with that? Well, like I said, I... I never, you know me. Yes. I'm so cautious about everything. I never felt like I was in danger. Now that last part, we I, I didn't make it up there. So maybe if I would have went up that last part, maybe. But what we did was fine. We were safe. We were smart about it. There was nothing, and there were other kids there too. It wasn't mm-hmm. like you know it was this this big dangerous thing. And my friend who uh, who lives up there, she said that you know all the people that she went to high school with, like everybody's going crazy over this because this was kind of like their spot, their hangout spot, and you know nobody really wants it to close. It's pretty cool. The pictures you posted, there's like these tunnels and things. Yeah, 
Uh, you said there were there were old tracks running through there and yeah, stuff. Yeah, old train tracks. You can see um, oh, where the train stuff used, like that. Yeah, yeah, where the train used to run. Did you go into any mines really deep. <laughs> I'm going to start. Oh, uh, sorry. The, the, uh, no, I'll, I'll come back to that in a second. But I, I had uh, my son Carter wants to start hiking more, and we and we did some in the winter, which is a pain in the ass, but. Uh, especially when it's wet and so on, but uh, but now that it, it uh, it's warming up a bit, like um, last week we went over to uh, um, Valley Forge and did Mount Misery. Oh, That's I great. like that one, yeah. which was cool. And uh, and Nick turned me on to this hiking trail website. What's it called? It's All called Trails. All Trails. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an app that you can uh, download or a website that you can go to, and it helps you keep track of trails that you've done. Uh, what other people? It's it's sort of like a ways almost. You know, you can it, there's um you can join up with other people who've done trails in the area. And it also can track your fitness, you know, how many steps you've climbed, uh, elevation gain, that type of thing. It's it's the best. I mean, I, I, I do some form of hiking every day. And, and, and there's so many great areas around here. I do. I go down like uh, like Old Bells Mill Road and go, you know, the Wissahickon Trail is just a gorge. I think it was named the best trail. I forget what the classification was, but it was named the, the best trail um, last year. It's just most, most scenic. You know, is it paved or is it? Uh... So there's one on one side that when you go down on. Uh, so uh, on one side, it's it's a trail where you're going up and it's irregular and you're going up up you know on a on a on a sort of you're cliff on dirt, side right? and yeah. dirt yeah. and stone and so on and so I forth. And the other side, it's uh, it's sort of like a gravelly thing that you can take your take a bike on, mm-hmm. and it's a lot more amenable to just uh, going for a stroll. So you have both options. Okay. Yeah, you could do Hawk Mountain Press. Uh, that's yeah, actually not call. that far from you. A call. That, yeah. that, the trails there case connect to the Appalachian Trail. They do. Yeah. I want to go to Bushkill Falls this summer I as saw, well. Ricketts Glen is for that. Ricketts Glen. Ricketts Glen is a Gobbler's Knob. <laughs> no, but it's uh, very similar to what you just did yesterday. Sack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ricketts Glen's a little further away than it uh, is. Uh, Glen. How do you say it? O- Okono? Uh, uh, Okano. Okano. Uh, no. Onoko. 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 And because you know, when you, when you get to the top of the mountain, you're, you're bouldering. It's just all giant rocks and boulders. And and I had slipped on one of the boulders because there was moss on it, and I had um, fallen a, I don't know, like three feet or so down. But it was just my my leg had gone down in between two rocks. Easily could have snapped my leg in half. Did you have appropriate uh, footwear? Oh, I had, yeah. Okay, yeah, I was wearing right. my Merrells and everything right. like that. I yeah. just, you know, I just misstepped, and I was trying to be careful. It and, happens. And then another time, we had gotten off trail because they had these um, uh, blazes. Yeah, they're called blazes. Uh, they had these blazes, and we were following the blazes. Then and, and what it's, the blazes? Yeah, what we were, the blazes. <laughs> so we were what following are blazes. I don't know those like uh, yellow uh, those. Um, Stripes that they paint on like trees or rocks or whatever. Oh, that's a name um, for it. Trail markings. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So you, Blaze, you know, yeah. No, blazing so, oh, a trail. Pff, all right, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> God oh, damn. Now it all makes sense. And trail. Yes. Trail. Trail. So, of course. We had, uh, we had trail. Uh, when you're on, like, when you're bouldering, the blazes are a little bit weirder. Um, so we had somehow gotten off a trail and Boulder! trying to make our way back. I slipped again. Preston, I had fallen off of one rock backwards, right? Okay. Like onto another rock. And my, I was with my cousin. He didn't even see me. I had fallen backwards onto another rock down. And thank God I was wearing a camelback backpack because I, 
I, I landed. It cushioned, yeah, yeah. It cushioned everything. I yeah. landed and I was like, oh my God, I'm okay. Like, yeah. Literally nothing hurts right now, and and I I easily could have cracked my you skull said, open. Yeah. Uh, you were rescued by a pack of wolves that raised you as their own. <laughs> but you know, I was trying. You know, like what, what you know, Kathy was saying, like you know, um, treacherous. I, I was trying to be careful, and I you bedgerous. Yeah, but you know, something stupid can happen, and. You're in an area where, like, okay, if I snap my leg in half, how do I get out of this place? It's a, well, that's, it's that's a concern. Were, that's yeah. what they were saying about this is that um, people who are, and the reason why it's listed as where uh, proper footwear is people go up, they'll be in flip-flops in the summer, somebody twists an ankle, and now they need a whole rescue crew mm-hmm. to get up there, yeah. you know, to, to bring them down. Uh, wait, one last thing. I saw a snake yesterday, a milk snake. No, really? really? Wait, yeah. how did you react to that? Oh, she milked it. <laughs> It was so well. Uh, no, so there were you know other hikers How were big there. Are they? It, it was pretty. Yeah. It was pretty big. Uh, yeah, there were other hikers, and he pointed it out because he saw that you know we had three kids with us. So he was like, "Hey guys, look over here." It was enough of a distance away where I was okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, All dude. Right. So it was red and black. Yeah, it was kind oh. of like a brownish red and black. Yeah, and it was just sitting there, and then uh, that's cool. Slithered away. Is it, that's not Love. poisonous. Is it poisonous? The hiker said no. So okay. I hope so. Probably not. What's the what? All right. So the, as far as the markings are concerned on a snake, there are telltale markings where. I, I don't know it's what it is. They so mark where a, you are on the trail. I, <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about. There's a, there's a coral snake um, that has similar markings to a, a highly venomous snake uh, or, or one or the other. And it's like um, uh, red against black, stay back or something. There's a, there's a saying that I never remember. And, of course, it's not going <laughs> to. It's not going to help. It's, it's Snake the in order. the day, secretly gay. It's the <laughs> it's the order of the colors, yeah. and yeah. and you can tell they look similar to each other. And, and Casey, I can't remember if it's a coral snake or a corn snake or what it is, but I know what you're talking about. It's it's funny though because you would panic if you were to see it, and you're like, I, I don't remember what the rhyme is. Yeah. I, I see snakes all the time of decent size out but on these trails. Mostly, yeah. you need to look for the shape of their head. If it's, it's yep. diamond shaped, it, it's chances are it's going to be venomous. It might be a viper. All right, yeah. How can we rhyme that to make it diamond shape? You're in bad shape. <laughs> you can't ride shape. Can't shape. shape. What are you, Kid right. Rock? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Okay. Here, here we go. Uh, red touch black, safe for Jack. Red touches yellow, kills a fellow. <laughs> okay. The coral snake will have bands of red touching smaller bands of yellow. It's very it's uncommon to find a coral snake, by the way. But But there's another snake that looks similar to it, and I can't remember what that is and why they have that rhyme, but... Yeah, I just pretty much stay away from snakes. Altogether. In, in general. Yes. Uh, hang on, let me get Chris can explain the colors of the snake. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Not much. Uh, your Iron Chi Chi runner up here. Oh, hey, congratulations. Hey, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> Very well. How you guys doing? Good. So, all right. So, what, the coral snake, was that what you were going to tell us, that same color thing? Yes. Red on yellow, kill a fellow. Okay. Red on black, venom lack. Venom, venom lack. lack. Okay, coral snake or a king snake. There you go. Web- They're the ones that are Pueblin milk snake. The Pueblin milk snake. The Pueblin milk snake? Is what the red on black is, yep. Okay, interesting. Red on All yellow right. kills a fellow. Thanks, Chris. Very good. You guys have a good one. You too, buddy. See diamond you head kills you dead. What's the other kind? There you go. Uh, not a diamond head. Not, not a diamond head. Doesn't kill you dead. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> Easy to remember. Okay. <laughs> Man, when I was a kid, I, okay. we lived in uh, South Carolina for a short amount of time, and um, 
cotton mouths were <laughs> what you had to watch out for. Uh, yeah. And they can kill you, no problem. What very, do they look very like? Very venomous Cotton snakes. mouth, you run south. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, cotton mouth, and they're also known. Cotton froth, you run north. As a uh, a water moccasin, they're the same. Oh, same okay. Thing. Yeah. Water moccasin, schmorter moccasin. <laughs> yeah, no, you have to. It's no, you don't oh, want to just. Right. Oh, you just shrug it off like that. Water <laughs> moccasin, yeah, water moccasin. <laughs> Rattlesnake, what the heck? Uh, <laughs> we'll be seeing more snakes soon as it as it warms up. Absolutely. Well, you know, again, I see them more. a fair amount on the trails. I I hike all you know year round, and and uh, it's wild to see. In the various areas that I go, things start to come back in, and the vegetation start to come back in. You're, you're seeing, uh, you know, on the especially on the Wishaken Trail, you see there they have like there's there's an Indian statue up way up high on a cliffside that's that that looks west. Okay, uh, the, the Lanape, I believe. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, but it's uh, it, it's just a wonderful stuff, and it's it's right here, easily accessible. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why I've really I'm, I'm happy that my son is wanting to get out and do this stuff. I'm like, this stuff is right around me. Yeah, and I've never accessed it before. And you you'll see and you things should. like what Kathy's seeing. I mean, it's yeah. that's you know, and it, honest, unless you're to- unless you're a complete shut in, who's not going to love to see a, a a waterfall where she's standing? Was pretty beautiful. And yeah. It was impressive. And no. even even uh, Valley Forge has these little cascades. They're not full on waterfalls, but they're mm-hmm. neat to stop and take a look at. There's a place I was describing yesterday along the Cresham Trail, which they they apparently closed or closed down during the weekends. But it's called the Devil's Pool. Okay, oh. and it's, are you familiar with this? Well, yeah, people go and and, and cliff jump, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's um, uh, and I guess you know they're they're trying to cut down on that, but it has all sorts of cool little bridges that cross over, and and it's you know you and it's wild because you're you're. Basically, just minutes from the city, but yeah. it, there you are out in the wilderness. And where exactly is it along that trail? Closer to like Chestnut Hill? Uh, a little, yeah, um, a little bit, half and half. Okay, yeah. I went out, to, yeah, earlier in the uh, actually in winter. I went out and got hiking boots. Went to REI, got hiking boots, got some hiking pants. Hike, I'm all ready to hiking go. Clothes. Oh, did you, did you hiking get Scott. No, I didn't get the sticks. I, I didn't, like those I things. didn't get the sticks. <laughs> yeah. I have them. I have them. I, I never them. use them. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know when you use them, Steve? Um, more, uh, They're more helpful when going downhill, especially when mountain climbing, oh. yep. than they are for uphill. Uh, uphill's nice to have for balance and whatever else, but protecting your knees. Yeah, no, I, I've used, I, used, I find a lot of times when I we were, we were hiking in Switzerland, you know, because yeah. uh, Heidi did it, you know. Sure. Uh, but, uh, um, uh, <laughs> man, when you're coming down a mountain trail... Coming down is much more difficult yeah. on your legs. And more often than not, <laughs> well, you're, you're tired from the yeah. climb you, up. You know what I found out from now starting to do this is downhill is uh, hamstrings. Oh, yeah. yeah. On the way up is calves and, and quads. Yep. And and you you get, if you do the, the hills, you get the full leg workout. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On, the way, down, body workout, on yeah. the way down, all I was thinking was, oh, yeah. We have to get back down now. That's right. <laughs> yep. Uh, so I brought up this book, press, and I, I received it for Christmas or birthday two or three years ago, and it's called 60 Hikes Within uh, 60 Miles of Philadelphia. It's available on Amazon and uh, fine bookstores near you. Nice. But it's a, a great um, two two or three pages on each of these. Steve, some of them that you mentioned in Wissahickon yeah. are in there, and there are a lot of state parks that you can access these things, and sometimes it's just trails that are off the road that you didn't even know were around. Uh, I'm going to go real quick here, uh, Kathy. Kevin has been on the Anoko Trail and wants a comment about the Kevin, you're on the air. What's up, dude? Hey, Kevin, turn your radio down. Kevin! Kevin! Anoko Trail, bring a pail. All right, Kevin's out of here. Uh, he apparently said oh, that... Uh, are you there, Kevin? 
I'm here. Oh. Right. Hey, we've been on for a while. What's up, bud? <laughs> uh, it's called Glenanoka Falls. Yes. We used to hang out there as kids ourselves. I mean, if if you go up there with no proper footwear, dude, you're not coming out alive. Wow. Do you, you do the tourism for the? I don't know why you want to go up there unless you want to die. <laughs> Have a good day, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or smoke weed. Is <laughs> oh, yeah. Smoke some weed. Uh, yeah. I can show you some. I got you. Yeah. All right. Uh, is it, but do you, you recommend people check it out, though, Kevin? Yeah, you could check it out. <laughs> if you want to die. die. Listen, man, I'm not telling you to go do it. <laughs> <laughs> and now the head of our tourism department, <laughs> Kevin. What are you idiots looking at? <laughs> yeah, pretty much so. You want to go die? Thanks, go Kevin. There. Take, take a six-pack with you when you go. Take a one-pack? Six-pack. Six six-pack. Yeah. Six yeah, yeah, I'm selling the kids. Right. <laughs> I'm not sure about that tour guide. He seems very morose. <laughs> God, that's phenomenal. Oh, um, we didn't see him there yesterday. <laughs> no, he was over milking snakes. <laughs> Kathy, did you check yourself for ticks afterwards? Oh, that's a good idea. Dude, I had a tick crawling on me uh, the other day. Gee. I was out uh, hitting some golf balls and had to uh, head off into a little wooded area quickly to fish some out, some errant shots. Yeah. And uh, went back home and sat on the couch, and one was crawling right up uh, my shirt. And I didn't even bitch. get, like, deep in to the woods or anything. I'm like, son of a bitch. Now I got to worry about that. Worry about so this, yeah. this is when I love being bald and the whole thing because I, I go out and I'm, 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 I'm covered, you know, like the UV shirts and stuff like that. But when you get in, you take all that stuff off <laughs> mm-hmm. and you, you take a shower, you know, and, and just make sure because you never know. Yep. Yeah. Hey, with my dogs, I have this uh, uh, every month I give them a treat and it's a flea and tick repellent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Works. You got you to put that on. Yeah. yeah. Can I eat it? Of course you can. Any any medications for animals are totally suitable for you. Do a whole fistful. Uh, I'm going to go to Vaughn. Hi, Vaughn. You're on the air. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. What's up? Um, Actually, I was up at Hickory Run State Park this past weekend. Um, I did a seven-mile hike uh, across three trails. And it had rained that Friday, you know, as you guys know, the weather. So the trails were still wet. And I was wearing a pair of Merrells, but I've seen – I saw people wearing basketball shoes, you know, and – there was a good 35, 45, 45 degree angle uh, incline, decline. so it was steep. Uh, some of the tra- parts of the trail were really steep, and I'm watching these people wear like casual shoes, you know. So it's like you really got. I mean, I didn't have the best shoes racking, but you really got to be smart, especially when you're walking on wet rocks and, and roots and things like that. So I, I um, use I use the the, the Merrells and the Solomons. Uh, I'll use there and there when you have good appropriate. Footwear, it makes a vast difference. You're right. In regular sneakers, you're going to f your feet up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Um. I saw I saw one person with a good pair of like ankle high walking shoes. You know, and this person looked like they, you know, this is cake for them. So yeah, but yeah. Especially uh, we went I went down to one uh, one small waterfall, and I saw somebody pushing a stroller. You know, and this trail was not made for a stroller. Like, yeah. Come on. Hey, Vaughn, did you get over to the uh, Boulder Field at all? Yeah, we did. I actually crossed it. Um, it took about a half an hour to walk across because it was uh, you had to be careful. But yeah, it was it was actually pretty warm out right before thunder uh, the thunderstorms thunderstorms rolled in. Okay. But it was really nice to get out there and walk it. Cool, excellent. All right, well, thanks, Vaughn. I appreciate it. I have, I have a question about this. When you're out, and, and Steve, you walk trails a, a lot, yep. and, and Nick, you do as well. I not so much, and I'm getting up to speed on all this. But when you're out and you're in solitude, you found a trail where there's nobody out there, and you're walking for a while. 
and then you just come across somebody, do you for a moment almost have like a walking dead type of sensation of, I don't know what tribe that person's from. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what they're up to. Are they, uh, are, you know, are no, they, it's, it's, you know a, I mean? it's a weird disruption it, to, to a, you, you actually, and I've, I, I go out for a while. So you'll, you'll, you'll have, you're in this Zen state yeah. and then it's like, oh, and then, and then you're, and then they're looking at you yeah. and you're looking at them and, and, uh, because it's. What what are you doing out yeah, here? Yeah, I almost and get they're this, asking the same thing. I almost get this uh, this uh, very primal and and the reason I bring up Walking Dead is because yeah, yeah. amongst the living, when they come across strangers, it's like yeah, are you good or bad? Yeah, right. Can I trust you well, what do you want from me? Uh-huh. And that's why and that's honestly, almost what I feel like when I'm out and I get now at last three, four seconds, and then it's gone for yeah. me personally. But, and it's weird when they but don't... But I always s- have that sensation. If they and don't I'm say always, hi... Yes. Yeah. I'm always with my dog. 90% of the time I'm with my dog. So, mm-hmm. you know, and then I always, I'm always calming them down and say the dog is friendly and, and, and the whole thing. But, but yeah, it, it, it is a weird... And hey, hey, brother. From you know, my, my name is Dar. I'm of the mountain people, you know? Right. By the way, here's a great uh, text. Somebody quoting uh, the uh, head of tourism, uh, Kevin, that says, <laughs> quote, it's so dangerous, you should get high first and take a six-pack to get drunk on the way out. Just make sure you're wearing the right shoes. <laughs> Eileen wants to give up. Eileen wants to make up for Kevin. Okay. Uh, so okay. let me go to her. Hi, Eileen. Hi, guys. It's Irene, actually. Hi, Irene. What's up? So, yeah. I actually did it in the fall, so that's probably not so much the best time because there was a lot of leaves down there, but it's not as terrible as he makes it seem. Um, You really do need proper shoe wear. Um, You really do want to try to have, like, the ankle, like, high hiking boots with really good traction because it is full of water, uh, like, waterfalls um, and streams, so you're basically kind of hiking on slippery rocks the whole way up. It's about, like, seven and a half miles, and, like, maybe three and a half, four of it is just a steady, like, steep incline. Um, wow. I mean, but it's beautiful. It was um, it was a hard hike. Um, there was a lot of, like, twists and turns and ducking and kind of like, okay, I think we'll go this way. This looks about right. Okay. Um, Did you end up dropping your six-packs a lot, or uh, was that an issue? You know, I mean, <laughs> if you have those backpacks with the camelbacks, you yeah. just kind of put them in. Those, just put like, your beer in those. Yeah. Right, no, no, listen, you're right. Sorry to cut you short, uh, Irene. I appreciate the, the heads up, but it sounds like a really cool place it to go really to. Okay. It really ve- is. It very much so is. Listen, we got to take a break, and we'll listen for uh, more of Kathy's outdoor adventures yes. as the season continues on. Trailblazer. <laughs> She's branching out, blazing. We, we, yeah. I didn't even know what that meant. There you uh, go. All right, so anyhow, we do have to take a break. We have a couple of guests that are going to be joining us. We're going to have uh, Joe Lotrio. Uh, and fortunately, I won't have to say his name. because Joe Lotrio, yeah. Uh, Lotrio. Trulio. Trulio. All right. And uh, Brian Regan. I can Brian, say his yes. name. He's going to be joining us. Yeah. But unfortunately, I won't be here. Uh, I do have to take off. I have to go get a uh, medical thingy thing done. Uh, but you know what I did do is I set aside some really great Bizarre File stories. And we will have an all original Bizarre File, which uh, we'll record. I will record reading those. Yes. So we'll have fresh Bizarre it's Files. all fresh. Me coming up. Oh, so, we're not leaving you high and dry. No, no. But we do have a few other things going on. So we'll take a break. We'll come back. Thank you guys for letting no me problem. Go do this. We'll uh, return. Godspeed. In just a little bit. So make sure you stay with us. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
Our next guest. Love him. Uh, you've known him from several movies. You know him from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You may remember him from uh, Reno 911 yeah. as well. But uh, here to talk about Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is uh, he's going to be making his directorial debut tomorrow night on NBC with the episode. Pretty damn cool. Please welcome to the show Joe Lotrulio. Yay! This Joe, how are you? Me. Yeah, I, I have to tell you something, Joe. Uh, you have a couple of major fans of Brooklyn Nine-Nine on the show. I was devastated, uh, you know, when I thought the show was going off the air. We were losing two shows, The Mick and uh, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And then, lo and behold, I, it seemed like it was like less than 36 hours. We get the news it got picked up. Unbelievable. It, yeah, it was 31 hours. The Mick, by the way, was a great show. Um, the 31 hours. And, and we, uh, it was a roller coaster ride, uh, and we were absolutely thrilled with the uh, with the support from from the fans. Um, you know, it's like coming back from the dead a little bit. Uh, it, you know, you that's this is the type of job you hope for as a as an actor. So when it leaves, you you get you get pretty sad about. Well, it. You, so listen, you're you, happy to be back. You have a great ensemble. Had it from the beginning, right out of the gate. You guys won, you know, Golden Globes and so on and so forth. And and I, I mean, Casey and I on the show here are, are huge fans, uh, you know, of what you guys do. And it's such a meticulous group of of uh, of comedians with capabilities. And it's a fast paced show. The pentameter's really. You know, if if one joke doesn't quite hit, the one that's following it is going to kill you. So I have to ask you, you di- keep them coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but as a direct, so as directing a show like this, when you step in, because yeah. it does move so fast, uh, what was that like? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a big, uh, it's a team effort. Obviously, it was. Uh, I was. I had a lot of support from the crew uh, and the cast. Obviously, when you're with the show for as long as. As we've been, you really create a, a sense of family. So I kind of walked in there with a, you know, with, with, not, it's not a swagger with some confidence <laughs> that, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people had my back, and, and they really did. And the show does move very fast. I watched a lot of the, the, uh, the older episodes, and it's interesting. Every show develops, and, like, the early season, you know, we took a little bit more time. You know, you, you kind of let the scene breathe a little bit. And now, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're running at all cylinders and, and the jokes come a mile a minute, which I love. It's a very dense show, but you have to be, you have to be careful that you're, you're pacing it right. Yeah, before. no, because just the exchanges between your characters, Charles Boyle and Jake Peralta, uh, Andy Samberg, I mean, again, another, it's a great comedy duo, but your exchanges are so rapid fire and the cuts are so rapid fire uh, had you, I, I assume, you know, with what you've done with uh, the state and the uh, Upright Citizens Brigade yeah. and all that stuff, you've directing is something you've done at some level. Have you done directing of this nature before? Not on this level, no. I've, I've done a number of shorts. I've uh, directed a few sketches from uh, the state, which was this 90s sketch show for all the uh, younger people out there. <laughs> yeah, well, no, we love it. And, and so I had a little bit of experience uh, with it, um, for sure. But on this level, it was... Um, it was it was a bigger challenge uh, for sure. Um, you know, Andy and I have known Andy for uh, quite a while, even before the show. So we had a bit of a head start on the chemistry, um, and the rest of the cast. Uh, Chelsea, I had known before. The rest of the cast had was meeting for the first time, and you know, everyone is is so good at what they do. As a director, one of one of the great things about directing the show is that I was able to kind of stand back and just watch these guys go because. When you're in it with them, you know, you're kind of in it, and you're doing the jokes, and you're yeah. performing, and then when you're directing,
watching, you're able to just kind of watch the monitor and be like, man, they're so good. I, what they do, and I, and they really are. It was it was a nice it was another nice set of glasses to look through. I've got to tell you, we had we had Andy uh, uh, in her in here, and and the revelation that has been Andre Brower as Captain Holt, oh, the guy who is in one of my absolute favorite movies of all time, Glory. They're just you know a genius yeah. actor to pull off the adroit yeah. comedy the way he does. Did that blow you away when you first saw him taking a crack at the role? Absolutely. We, we, all, we all were, first of all, so incredibly honored and enamored of him immediately of being on this show. And I, I remember, I remember uh, it was after one of the first table reads, maybe for the pilot, and I was kind of getting in my car in the garage and, and, uh, at, at, at Fox at the time, and I'm hearing this, this <laughs> very baritone voice come singing towards his car, and I look, and it's Andre Brower, and, and he has an incredible voice. The guy sings yeah. in his dressing room. Uh, and, and so... He comes up and uh, I said, thank you so much for doing the show. I have to ask you, what, what made you say yes? And he just kind of looked at me with these stony eyes. He's like, well, I just want to learn. I want to learn the feathery world of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> feathery world. Feathery, feathery world, world of comedy. comedy. Yeah. Said, what does it mean? He's like, well, you all just kind of, you just kind of branch out. One thought leads to another, leads to another. You're also quick and you're also this. And I was just, I was flattered. The guy just loves challenges and he just wanted to do something. He was tired, tired of talking about murder, I guess, for a while and homicide. <laughs> yeah, which he'd done quite, quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. It, it, slavery and murder. He wanted to get away from that and wanted to kind of dive into something new. Well, you, know? well, you, have, you have Terry Crews. You have Melissa uh, Fumero. I believe her name is pronounced. She does great. Uh, and yes. uh, Andre Brower, we said. Now, you had uh, one of your um, co-stars uh, was uh, directed an episode herself, Stephanie uh, Be- Beatrice. Is that how it's pronounced? Yeah. Uh, yeah, she plays she said, Rosa. Yeah. She took a crack at it. Did she give you any tips? Uh, she did. She said, you know, make sure you learn your lines. <laughs> yeah, because you're pulling double duty. Yes, because you know you're you know there's so much prep when you're directing, and so the last thing you think about is that you also have to act. So it was a great tip. Uh, I was pretty good at remembering my lines uh, for that week uh, because it is strange to be like uh, you know Jake. You know that's a great idea. <laughs> All right, reset everybody. Let's go back. You know, <laughs> right. You have to dive right into it. Um, it was a great tip. Well, listen, we're, we're massive fans, and uh, we're going to be we'll, we'll be watching anyway. Of yep. course, uh, we had uh, one of your uh, your buddies, Thomas Lennon, on the show a uh, oh, the a while ago. Just just great, and we understand you guys are perpetually being confused for each other. <laughs> uh, but uh, we we do often, uh, very much so. Yes, and and a, and a, and a, uh, a comedian named John Daly as well. The three of us are often <laughs> kind of mixed up. <laughs> well, well, uh, you're 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 all super talented. We all super support uh, what you're doing. And again, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I, I think as P, if you haven't jumped on board the Brooklyn Nine-Nine train, you, you really should because I think uh, this is going to be one of those shows, and I'm, I'm sure, Joe, you will agree, uh, as it's more and more yeah. in syndication, people are discovering just how smartly written it is. It's a great show. Congratulations on your directorial debut, which will be tomorrow night, 9 p.m. on NBC. Thanks for joining us today, Joe. Thanks for having guys. Have a great one. All Thanks right. You take much. it easy. Bye. Yeah. Hilarious freaking show. Hilarious yeah. freaking show. And I see our next guest is up on uh, the uh, the call screener here. Love this guy. You're talking about another, like, the gold standard of stand-up comedians. One of my absolute favorites forever. He is uh, 
Of course, you've you've probably seen him do his stand up uh, before. If you haven't, your opportunity uh, anew has arisen, and he's going to be at the Met on Saturday, April twenty seventh at eight p.m. I'm going to call him a legend because yeah. I think he deserves it, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Brian Regan. Yeah. Brian, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. Good. Thanks for coming on today, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I always enjoy chatting with you guys. Yeah, no, it's great. You know, I was doing some some research on you, as as we, we always do, try to see what, what you guys are, are up to as you come on. And I, I was noticing as I'm going through interviews and, and uh, video of you that as of late, and I, I, I'm, I'm citing something in particular, it's an interview I think you did with Google, more and more, I see you being called on, um, and and you, you're gracious to do it. But you you're sort of give these impromptu clinics on <laughs> deconstructing comedy and how you do what you do. Do you find that you're being sort of called upon to do that more and more these days? Well, I think um, a lot of people are interested in the feathery world. Of comedy. <laughs> ah, the feathery you world. You were listening, of Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Would you describe it as as uh, avian in its nature? Yes, there's a lot of uh, no. They, um, that, that was a fun interview you guys did with uh, Joe Lotrugio, man. He's great, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, the Google interview was bizarre because I didn't expect it to go in that direction. Um, I mean, they, they they were fascinated, and, and and you were great. You were great, and you were you were accommodating. But and I was fascinated too because I, I think you are uh, because of what you've done, and for so long you've worked completely clean and remained relevant. You know, you 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 um, your ability to generate ideas and keep them. Um, still vital and and interesting to audiences is something that I think, you know, is amazes a lot of people, even people who are just pedestrian observers of comedy. Well, that's very kind of you to say. I appreciate that very much. Uh, I'm fortunate to still be doing this and hopping on a stage every now and then and making people laugh. So uh, I'm having a blast with it. I want to ask you, so what, in your earlier, so you've been doing it, you're, you're my age, so for as long as you've been doing this, were there earlier failed iterations of Brian Regan that uh, you attempted and realized that you were finding your comedy voice on stage that didn't quite work? Uh, well, when I first started, you know, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. Right. So, um, I mean, I knew I wanted to do the comedy thing, but, uh, you're trying to figure stuff out. Um, I had, pr- I had some props when I first started, which would surprise a lot of people. <laughs> that, that blows my mind. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was the worst prop comic <laughs> there was because I had props that you didn't even need. You know? <laughs> any, any, any come to mind? Like I, I, I did a joke about forty percent bran flakes, the, the cereal forty percent bran flakes, and I would say, uh, "Hey, folks, you all know about forty uh, percent bran flakes, right?" And they would go, "Yeah." And then I would pull a pull a box out of the bag and show it to them, and they're like, "We already said we know what it is." <laughs> so that would qualify as an unnecessary prop. It's an unnecessary prop. Yeah. So, and then I had another joke about uh, there was a product called No Salt, and um, I would show them that, and they were like, "We we 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 have creative minds. We can conjure up what the products look like." <laughs> so so ultimately, uh, as you, it seems like you seized upon your 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 stand up voice fairly quickly. Um, I don't know. It took a while. You yeah. Know, like I I I even had some dirty stuff when I started. Did you? Know, you? And, 
Yeah, um, I can't share them with you. <laughs> right, of course, but, yeah. Uh, um, I was always mostly clean, but uh, just because that's how I think comedically, you know, but I had some four-letter word jokes that uh, I would throw in every now and then. It, when, when I first went out on the road, you know, you play some rough rooms, you know? I mean, yeah. you're playing uh, bars that, you know, have a five-cent tequila and comedy <laughs> night, and, uh, you know, I'd get on stage <laughs> And you got people who might not even be looking at the stage, you know. So I remember I, I had three uh, four-letter word jokes, one that I would open with, you know, to get them to just turn in my direction. To focus, yeah. You know, oh, I guess I guess there's a guy up there behind the microphone. And then I had one for when I lost them, you know, like halfway through the, <laughs> the show. I knew I would lose them at some point, so I would do another four-letter word joke, and they would go, oh, that's right, this guy's still talking. And then I would close with, with one so I could get a chuckle and uh, get off stage and go, go get myself a five-cent tequila. <laughs> <laughs> you do what you have to do. Brian, I'm sure you've been asked about this a lot, but I love uh, comedians in cars getting coffee, and it really looks like you and Jerry have a genuine friendship, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, and, and that you make him laugh a lot. Are those episodes fun to shoot? Are, are they a pain? How does that process work for you? They're a lot of fun to shoot. I, um, I was honored to do a second one yeah. with him, and... Uh, the first one that I did, none of them were out yet. You know, I mean, like I was in the first 10 that he made. Right. I wasn't able to get online and see what it was and get a feel for it. They were harder to see, too. They, they were originally on Crackle. Crackle yeah. yeah. And, and now they're all available. I think they're all available on Netflix. That's correct. And, um, you know, so the first one was just all I knew basically was the premise. You know, I mean, like you get in a car with him and you chat and go get coffee. Which like, cars did you get? He got me a Dodge Charger. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. He asked me, he said, what kind of car do you like? And I said, I don't know anything about cars. <laughs> he goes, no, what, what kind of car did you fantasize when about when you were, like, in high school? I said, I, I never had those kind of fantasies. I don't, <laughs> I don't know anything about cars. And he says, I'm taking this out of your hand. He goes, I'm just going to show up in a car. And so he just chose a Dodge Charger. It was actually a Challenger, so. <laughs> you didn't have fantasies, did you? No, that's how little I know about cars. I don't even know what car I was in with Jerry Seinfeld. Well, Jerry Jerry is, is actually produced your, your, your Netflix stuff. And I want to talk about the uh, stand-up in a way. Uh, show that you do is is that is that coming back for another season or what's the status? Well, we're hoping. You know, um, right now it's. I mean, it came out uh, right before the holidays, right? And uh, it was just a four episode series. I really liked it. I, I well, it's you, you. you're doing stand up and skits, and we're not used to seeing you doing the skit stuff. And uh, it was really sharp and it was, it was just a, it was a, a, a wild blend. Was that a format you'd kind of been working with for a while and had hoped to get on? That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do my, my older standup bits that I don't, I don't really do anymore, but when I perform around the country, I'm just honored. Sometimes when I go back out at the end of my shows, people will shout out older bits of mine, you know, and I'm like, so I'll, I'll do a handful of old bits at the end of my shows and I thought, well, what's a way to, you know, to, to repackage this? Yeah. So I thought maybe if I combine those older bits with newer sketches, you know, it could be an interesting format. So that was the, uh, the idea, and Seinfeld liked it, um, which thrilled me, and then we pitched it to Netflix. It has, it has a very organic feel because you'll, you'll, you'll talk to your, your, your female sidekick off to the side of the stage, and then you'll, you'll just sort of move into a bit and back. It's almost basically like the, 
the original structure of the the Seinfeld show, yeah. you know, where you're you're coming in and out of stuff that pertains to the stand-up you're doing. But I, I thought it worked really well. Thank you. I, I appreciate it very much. It was called... Uh... Or, or it is called Brian. Or it's called Stand Up and Away with Brian Regan, and um, I appreciate the good words about it. It was a lot of fun to do. How how far uh, back do you go with your bits? I mean, uh, I'm because you you have such a long, lustrous career. <laughs> I mean, I mean there, you you and it's a question that I had for you, and you you actually sort of answered that. And Casey's bringing it up. You you are in one of the rare conditions for a stand-up comedian to have classic bits, you know, where, where a singer will come out and start to sing something and the audience will start to applaud. You almost, I, I've seen you many times, and, and you're very gracious when an occasional call-out for a bit will occur, but it's, um, this, and you answered, this is sort of a way to speak to that. But as you go out and perform, as you're performing so often, how do you... You know, is, is is that the perpetual juggling act that, that uh, a Brian Regan has to conduct? Well, when I'm doing my normal hour, um, I don't do older stuff. I like to do stuff from the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if somebody shouts something out during my main hour, I don't. I don't engage it. Um, I mean, I'll acknowledge that somebody yelled. Something, but, <laughs> right. Um, I can't do the bit because it's like. Uh, as, as soon as I do, then you know, then it becomes a free for all. Yes, well, yeah. I'll get my bit out, you know. So I'll just say, hey, man, I appreciate that you like my stuff, and maybe later I'll get a chance to do some of that stuff you're talking about, you know. And then I'll get back to the the newer stuff. Um, and people are usually pretty cool about it, you know. Yeah. But I do get startled when people yell, "Do the forty percent brand flakes?" <laughs> <laughs> they love that bit. It's uh, just gold. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have my uh, <laughs> and then the other bit about no salt is a killer. Do no salt. <laughs> well, I mean, I could go so many places with this, uh, but I, I want to say that um, you know we're we're lucky here in the city of Philadelphia because we have a few really decent comedy clubs. You got Punchline, we got Good Good. Obviously, we have Helium, who's been here for a while. Yeah. Um. So so as a result, we we have comedians coming by our studio quite often, and over the years. I think word has gotten out that we're kind of a safe haven for comedians to come in and, and, and have a conversation with us. Um, and one of the last times we had Todd Glass in, he was talking about you off air um, and how important you were in his preparation on doing morning radio um, and and how you're obligated <clears throat> to... Uh, to be up and and uh, conversive, conversive, and and all that sort of stuff because you know, you're you're serving a few different purposes. You're, you know, you obviously, you're trying to sell your t- tickets. You know, you want to do a service to the show and and all that. But to, you know, uh, Todd was just singing your praises about um, you know what great advice that you have given him over the years. Ah, oh, man, that's very nice to hear. I, I'm a huge fan of Todd Glass. Most comedians are huge fans of Todd and. Uh, for him to say nice things about that is tremendous. I have a. <laughs> you have a good Todd Glass story. <laughs> I do. I do. Um, he and I were both up for some small part in some TV show, and so we're out in the waiting room, right? And Todd Glass <laughs> is like a theater of life kind of guy. Yes, like, he is. He wants to get a laugh anywhere for any reason. So he and I are the only two comedians in the waiting room that are up for this, and everybody else are like you know these just pure actors, I guess, and. Um, so they call him in to go in the back and read. So they close the door, and he's back there with the producers, and he reads, and we don't know what's going on. <laughs> he comes out. <laughs> he leaves the door open. He points back in. He points back. 
back into the room that he just came out of and said, I don't care who you are. Nobody talks to me that way. <laughs> and then he I love that. We we had him in, so he 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 occasionally would come in and and wake and bake on on our show, and and you know Todd is Todd is runs a, a a an ongoing commentary of his own act as he's doing it, and so we actually had a court stenographer in here uh, who who was because he he would go off in forty five different directions. He started sweating, Brian, as if he was being <laughs> interrogated by a Nazi interrogator. I, I, it, was, it was the most hilarious thing, but but you're 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 absolutely right. I have to. Uh, it's, I you're playing at the Met, by the way, which is going to be a, a it's a phenomenal location. It's great for uh, for comedy, um, and you've been in Philadelphia, you know, uh, many times. As you go out and, and do these theaters, and you you start to go around to to different areas. I mean. Do you find different areas where, where you're, you know, you hit everywhere, but there are just certain areas you, you love to return to? Uh, I like going everywhere. Yeah. You know, I guess the smart answer would for me would be to say Philadelphia, yeah. <laughs> Philadelphia by far. By far. That's, yeah, I was giving you the entree if you want to do that. No, but I, I like performing everywhere, you know. Yeah. I, um, I, I started down in Fort Lauderdale. I lived in New York City for... Uh, a while while I was trying to like, you know, get some traction with the comedy world and the Northeast cities, you know, Philly, New York, Boston. Yeah. I find those crowds to be like the best crowds, but they have a shorter fuse. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you better, you better get your foot in the door. Quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas if you go like to the Midwest, you know, Minneapolis, they're great crowds, too, but they're looking at you like, we're just happy you came to our town, you know? Whereas you go to Philadelphia, it's like, make us laugh, you got a minute. If you, <laughs> if you make us laugh in a minute, we'll enjoy the hell out of you, but if, if not, you're going you're gonna to hear about it. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because, and you, I guarantee you don't remember this, but years and years and years ago when I first started in stand-up, I was Long Island, New York, it was a club, some mob guy, I guess, out in Oyster Bay, <laughs> Had this, you know, waterside place, and it was a crappy night. And he, I, he paid for you, and it was Ray Romano. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, wow. y- years and years ago, and I was the uh, MC for the evening, and uh, there was, a, I guess, all of his mob friends were there in the audience. They turned out to be pretty good, but it was a really crappy weather night, mm. and it was about so it was about eighteen people. And I was up there, and I went on. I just started. I, of course, was holding you in great reverence, and 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 Ray as well. And I came off, and you you could not have been nicer. And it was your encouragement that night that uh, that. And I I, re- I tell people all the time I, the the real the real measure of the kind of person is that what they do just quietly with people, and they're not doing it in front of other people to uh, to make a thing. And you you could not have been nicer and more encouraging. And I want to thank you for that. You were just absolutely wonderful to me that night. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I've been a fan of stand-up comedy for the longest time. And, uh, you know, when I was younger, um, Comedy Central used to do a short attention span theater and then the half-hour comedy hour. And so they would just show little segments and, and, and clips of people yeah, doing yeah. Their, their bits. 
in smaller clubs, which I really, really enjoyed watching. And you're you're playing the Met next Saturday, which you're going to love the room. It, 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 but it's a big room. We're talking thousands of people. You like getting back to your roots and, and doing smaller clubs as well to to work your stuff out. I like every atmosphere. You yeah. know, I mean, I I like that I'm fortunate enough to play like these places like the Met, and that's always a tremendous experience. But it's fun to go into. Uh, a little basement comedy club where there's like 35 people sitting there and yeah. um it's 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 a different animal you know but um but it's all comedy it's yeah in different formats and different shapes and sizes and uh i like everything about it seems whether you want to see prop comedy or whatever you can <laughs> hey you know what speaking you of which have you ever done a show in the round and if so is that's it's got to be weird right I have done uh, I have done shows in the round. The first time I did it was uh, you were mentioning Seinfeld before, like before he had his or right when his TV show first started. He started he was in theaters, and I opened for him a few times. And one of them was a uh, theater in the round. I forget what city, and it was so bizarre. <laughs> I got on stage, and uh, some guy behind me was heckling me. Uh, <laughs> behind you? Behind me? Yeah. And, and I found myself like reacting to him by talking over my shoulder and it finally dawned on me i think i can turn around and face this guy you know, so. <laughs> yeah you're you're, you're, you're... around i have the freedom to face the guy <laughs> i saw do you remember a place i you, you know you did time in new york you remember a place called the westbury music fair it was a theater yeah. in the round yeah i, yeah, I yeah. saw bob hope play there believe it or not wow. one time and uh because it's in the round the cue card guys for him oh, were geez. readily visible to half the audience wow. uh, but it was it was it was pretty wild but we want to turn people on to your show at the met saturday april 27th tickets are available at the met doors open at seven it's an eight o'clock show if you've never seen brian regan your life is uh, is not quite what it should be because he's the absolute best make sure you get out there and we're looking forward to, to having you here in town brian Wonderful, man. Thank you, guys. You Absolutely. Guys always, uh, really cool, and uh, I appreciate uh, the support. Welcome on anytime. Brian Regan, everybody. Thanks yeah. so much, Brian. Woo-hoo. Take it easy. Hey. Great guy. Yes, and you know what, by the way, that is our secret text word prize for the, is for the it? day. Yeah, so if you text the word secret to 39333, uh, we will bounce back a secret word to you, and uh, you could win a pair of tickets to see Brian Regan at the Met. Um, and that's April 27th, so it's a week from this Saturday, and some tickets do remain at Ticketmaster.com. Did you know his brother, Dennis, is also a very funny stand-up comedian, very Brian Regan-esque? You know what? I feel like I did know that yeah, because yeah. I feel like when I first learned about him, when I was talking about short attention span theater, comedy hour, or yeah. half hour comedy hour, uh, I want to say that uh, he was featured on that as well. Yeah. So and it, it's kind of wild because when they were both kind of starting out, they'd often be confused. Yeah. But, you know, Brian, uh, th- again, at a time when he was coming up and a lot of people worked, you know, you're starting to have really filthy comedy start. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he took that path. But again, it's it's you never feel like you're not getting sharp stuff so do you feel crazy. like um like comedy sort of took a back seat for a little while there like it was really really big in the 80s and and early 90s and like now there's a big time resurgence yeah well you know when i got into it there was a, like ground rounds would have comedy not every place yeah. had a stay i him talking about you know doing anything you could to get a crowd to listen to you mm-hmm. i mean we would be literally in 
they'd be like kids' birthday parties going on in the back of the room. <laughs> I went to a ground round and saw. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. one in King of Prussia. The, right. the popcorn on the floor, and the, the, like before the heliums and the punchlines, and now the Met to see yeah. comedy. That's where you would go if you wanted to see any stand up. Well, that's why you're. No, that's why there's the resurgence because now there's real deal comedy clubs. Right, yeah. right, that, and makes and, and and the rising tide, you know, lifts all ships here. So that's why, and, and that's mm-hmm. why people here are accustomed now to seeing quality stuff. And are you guys are familiar with uh, with Good Good? No, there's a Good Good place um, in the city. They don't do. They don't do comedians like uh, like Helium or Punchline does, where you know they have them like Thursday, Friday, Saturday yeah. nights. Uh, it's usually like one offs and stuff like that. But they do get like really, really good names and stuff like that. And you, but unfortunately, they're usually on like a Saturday night. Yeah. Um, so it's tougher to get those guys into the studio for interviews. Yeah, it's a good, good comedy theater. Uh, it's on 11th Street in uh, Philly. Listen, it's all good, and yeah. and for there's all different you know uh, types available out there. I tell you, I've uh, I've um and not I've seen I've judged a number of the helium comedy contests. Yeah, it's coming lo- up this summer. Right, right. We have a ton of funny people in Philadelphia. We've generated some really funny people. A couple of our interns. We have one intern now who's our, our video intern. Uh, you know who's. Uh, 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 doing uh, stand up and and Jake Matera, you know, yep. uh, it, it's 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 wild to see it move along that way. So uh, yeah, a lot of funny stuff. Uh, what are we going to do here, Case? Uh, we got to take a break, and we'll come back, and we have a bizarre file, a fresh a, bizarre a fresh file, bizarre file that we'll do. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. We'll be back after this. Kathy Romano hosts the 12th annual Kathy's Cuts, benefiting wigs for kids Friday, May 3rd at True Beauty Concepts in Southampton, PA. Hey everyone, get your ponytails ready for the chopping block. We're asking you to cut your hair for a great cause, Wigs for Kids. Their mission, helping children look themselves and live their lives. You'll need at least 12 inches of hair to donate and with what's left, the skilled stylist from three amazing hair salons, Gravity, David Arnold, and Tierre will cut and style your new do. Go to PrestonandSteve.com for guidelines and to make a donation appointment. Kathy's Cuts, benefiting wigs for kids. Refreshments provided by Metro Beverage Philadelphia and Panera Bread. 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, we're going to start in Norway uh, after a knee injury. Klaus Jørstad of Alta, Norway, invested in a Marius stool from Ikea to sit on while he showered. A Marius stool. That's what it's called. And, you know, they, at Ikea, they have all those oh, yes. names. Oh, yes. Like Blort Flirten. Yeah, there's, uh, we actually, we had a desk. It was called a jerker, believe it or not. A jerker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the actual name of it. So this is a Marius stool. And he wanted to use it while he was showering. But that plan backfired big time on him. While sitting on the chair during a recent rinse, one of Jorstid's or Jorstid's testicles oh! got stuck in a hole on the seat. So oh, the hot my water balls. had caused them to expand. Uh, sitting there and noticing the accident, he said, I bent down to see what happened, and I realized the little nutter had gotten stuck. Oh, no. <laughs> stuck his nuts in the, uh, in the Florsted? What one, is it? One of them did, got stuck in the Marius. Oh, Marius. In a hole in the Marius. Oh, my God. So he sat, but apparently he sat there so long that... The hot water ran out, so then he gets all the cold water running on him, and... Which expanded the nut. No, no, no. That contracted the nut. Oh, you're right. Yeah, Jorstad thinks the freezing water actually was a saving grace. The temperature dropped, causing his testicle to shrink (sighs) back down again and allowed him to safely freeze... It's a miracle. ...little guy. 
Uh, but after the incident, he decided to warn others about his experience by taking to Facebook and alerting IKEA in a post uh, that has since gone viral. And IKEA's response said, hey, Klaus, we recommend you take the stool out of the shower or that you sit on it with a with the right uniform on and in the right setting. What uniform? He said, if you choose to keep it in the shower, make sure that you are well-dressed for your next sea excursion. And... Uh, <laughs> He dressed, uh, or no, I'm sorry, so Yorsted did what he should have done from the start, and he, he covered the stool with a washcloth, so problem solved. Uh-huh. He's not suing or anything. Yeah, that's very, very accommodating of him, especially since he almost lost a nut. Yeah. A Michigan man is seeking to squeeze out over $86,000 from his parents in the civil court for allegedly throwing out his large pornography collection. <laughs> He's Damn it. Uh, the names of the son and his parents were withheld. Uh, the rift between the family actually started back in October of 2016 when the man moved back into his parents' Grand Haven, Michigan home. Well, I'm back. After a divorce. Among his possessions was a smut collection, he said, in court documents is worth about $29,000. Where's my hardcore German pee porn? Uh, less than a year later, the man moved out to Indiana. And when his parents allegedly delivered his property to his new home, the son noticed that his massive collection was missing. Gum gum, where is my defecation porn? His parents allegedly told him that they destroyed his porn... The man tried to press charges on his parents by calling the sheriff's office, but the prosecutor's office did not pursue the case. Uh, the man began emailing his parents. He had said, if you had a problem with my belongings, you should have stated that at the time, and I would have gone elsewhere. Uh, instead, you chose to keep quiet and behave vindictively. According to the lawsuit, his father allegedly responded, believe it or not, one reason for why I destroyed your porn was for out uh, was for your own mental and emotional health. Ooh. Yeah, not only does he have a voluminous porn collection, he knows the dollar worth of yeah. said porn collection. Yeah, and uh, his father said, "I would have done the same if I had found a kilo of crack cocaine." Someday, I hope you will understand. Jeez. But porn is legal. Yeah. It is. So well, you know, come on. But also, it can he's, be an addiction. He's, it absolutely can, but. He said that it's worth $29,000, yet he's suing them for $86,000. Well, also, Pain why, and suffering. Why, why were they obliged to store his stuff? Exactly. And then also, I did a quick little math. Let's say each magazine cost five bucks. He had almost 6,000 porn magazines. I mean, but six? Come on! It's ludicrous. Some people are connoisseurs. I, sh- <laughs> I should have pressed charges against my mom when she gave away all my handbags to Goodwill. Oh, I think you going to say my porn collection. <laughs> no. <laughs> mom, where were all my docking magazines? You know how I love that. <laughs> it's so weird that men can do that with their foreskins. Mother? <laughs> <laughs> Mommy? Oh, and my Beanie Babies, too. Yeah, that, too. Gosh, my daughter has so many nuances. Uh, police say a shooting Saturday afternoon that injured two people in the parking lot of a Chuck E. Cheese was accidental. Uh, the Apparently, an adult and child were shot in the restaurant's parking lot. Now, the male victim was shot in the chest, and the child was shot in the leg. Where do you hear how this happened? Uh, the female child was transported to Children's Hospital with injuries that appeared to be non-life-threatening. The male victim, though, had serious injuries. The shooting happened while the man was changing the child's diaper by his own gun. He had oh. a gun, you know, this idiot. Aren't you supposed to use safety pins? Yeah, right? <laughs> Not Do you shoot him closed? Uh, so apparently uh, John Gerard had said, you don't expect that anyone would bring a gun around where kids would be. It just doesn't make any sense. John and Ashley Gerard had taken their two-year-old daughter to Chuck E. Cheese. 
and they were there at the time of the shooting. Got and the sippy cup, I got the bag of Cheerios, and I got the Luger. Yep, so uh, apparently they're investigating this incident, but the guy's in serious Yeah, condition. yeah, could have killed the girl. Yep. A man who allegedly tried to smuggle a rare and expensive fish into Australia by strapping it around his neck <laughs> has been arrested by Australian Border Force authorities. Hmm. That's my cod piece. The Vietnamese National was selected for baggage examination after arriving in Adelaide Airport from a Malaysian flight. Wow, that perch necklace looks real. <laughs> when officers began a search of the man, he allegedly produced a bag containing the fish. The fish was identified as an endangered, fully red Asian arowana. Uh, the trade of this species is controlled under the International Convention in Trade and Endangered Species, to which Australia is a signatory. I like your koala slippers. <laughs> uh, and apparently, they are uh, popular pets due to the vibrant colors of the different varieties, also including the silver, Asian, blue, Malayan, and gold crossback. How long can they be kept out of water? No, it was in a bag of okay. water. So, you know. <laughs> well, when I first heard him say that, I thought I was thinking out of water, but it makes more sense to tie it in a bag of water sure. around the neck. Yes. Yeah. Officers arrested the man. That looks very comfortable. <laughs> and he was subsequently granted bail to appear before the magistrate's court. Uh, the maximum penalty. I like for your shark backpack. <laughs> wildlife trade offenses under Australian law is 10 years imprisonment and a fine of up to $210,000. Those anteater mittens look comfortable. One more story and then we will wrap it up. How about this? Uh, Edmontonians. People hey, live in Edmonton. Edmonton yeah. Uh, enjoying a night on the town Friday were given more than they bargained for uh, when an arsonist damaged 13 vehicles while walking along a busy street. Well, that's not very There's nice. A three-minute video that was posted online shows uh, some of the shocking incident followed by a civilian takedown. In the videos, a man dressed in all black with a red gasoline jug can be seen walking down the street while pouring the gas on various vehicles and just lighting them on fire. Was this outside an Edmonton Chuck E. Cheese? It might have been. The video shows the man walking across the street after pouring gasoline on a red SUV with a driver inside. What prompted who's, this? Who's waiting to turn left. After flames ignite the SUV's hood, the driver continued to turn left and was unclear if the fire was immediately extinguished. Now, the man then drops his backpack and the can and walks away to a nearby Starbucks where he was taken down... By a man in a Hawaiian shirt. Wait the, a second. I saw you set all those vehicles on fire. And that wasn't very nice. Uh, the video ends with police officers appearing to arrest the man. Reports from police indicate that there was uh, no one injured. So, My super, name is Don Ho Jr. Superhero yeah. in a Hawaiian shirt. And there you go. Yeah! That is the bizarre file. And with that, we are going to take a break. We will come back in just a moment or two. Make sure that you stay with me. Turn shortly on MMR. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. It is 10.06 and I am not Preston Elliott. That's okay. Neither am I. But instead we carry on. We have to. Uh, Preston is uh, just uh, getting some what, what, testing done for yeah, allergies. Allergies. Yeah. So he has had an issue with the types of ibuprofen, with, yeah. you know, a common pain reliever and anti-inflammatory. And he recently discovered that something he thought he was allergic to, he is not. Yeah. And this would make a, a great uh, benefit to him if he could use this. I really hope for his sake that he's not because, I mean. Cal- how many times over the course of the years of the show has he had an issue 
where I, I'll just take a, like a Tylenol. He can't do that. No, he, no, he can take Tylenol. Can he get, get what yeah, can so he take? Like ibuprofen. So ibuprofen or uh, like NSAIDs, Aleve. right? Aleve or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. And I have a huge, like, honestly, if I have a little bit of an ache or whatever, I just slam an, uh, you know, an Advil. And just within minutes, it's gone. And yeah. He doesn't have that luxury. So hopefully, I didn't know. That you could, if you, because I'm allergic to penicillin, or maybe I'm not. I didn't you, know allergies went away like that. They can, and apparently they did with him. Yeah. So, so, uh, so he's gone, but uh, the show must continue. And so, gone for a few hours. <laughs> yeah. Gone uh, for five hours. Yeah, I know, I know. We miss him. Uh, but we, uh, we, we do have to, you know, business yes. as usual, so we do have a lesson question. Nick, you have the questions for the day? I do indeed, yeah. Uh, this is, uh, according to Steve Morrison, oh boy. where did uh, Dr. Phil McGraw get his medical degree? Yes. Which uh, there were several uh, good possible questions today, but that's the one we'll go with. Where did Phil McGraw get his medical degree, according to Steve? Okay, and that phone number was a two one five two six three WMMR. There we go. Yeah, is that's that what it is. Right. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And the trash this morning is brought to you by French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville. With everything, no, I'm going to do this one. Join me and the MM Army this Saturday at French Creek Outfitters for it's the Fishing Virgins event from noon until two. You can win prizes like a fishing rod, fishing license, concert tickets, and more. Uh, for more information, you can go to WMMR events page. Steve, what's up? Well, late night Coachella uh, after party thrown by rapper actor YM was busted up after gunfire erupted from a passing vehicle. Police have been getting no help from the attendees who are claiming the shots came from the passing tour bus of Reba McIntyre. Oh. Hey! <laughs> NBC announcing Law & Order SVU has been renewed for a record 21st season, making it the longest-running live-action drama in TV history. The admittedly tired cast of the series issued a statement saying that at this point, SVU stands for Stop Viewing Us. <laughs> oh, my God. And finally, according to the Daily Mail, Wendy Williams has fired her estranged husband, Kevin Hunter, from his jobs as her executive producer and manager. Hunter says after all these years of marriage, he knows Wendy well enough to believe this has something to do with him fathering a child with his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Your, uh, Hollywood sure, trash. Huh? He's not sure. <laughs> he seems a little surprised by all this. And but we, he's uh, pretty keen, I guess. We uh, we have an answer uh, case to our... Uh, yeah, question. what was the question again there, Nick? Uh, where did Dr. Phil McGraw, according to Steve Morrison, where did Phil, Dr. Phil get his medical degree? Okay, I believe we have an answer here. Let's go to uh, line five. That is Mike. Mike, what's, uh, what's happening? How are you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you have an answer for the, uh, the uh, lesson learned? The church, or what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. All right, what is my queen case? All right, Mike, you have won a pair of tickets to join myself and Nick McElwain in a suite for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series yeah, race at Dover International Speedway on May 5th. You can celebrate Dover International Speedway's 50th anniversary during race weekend. Uh, that is May 3rd through the 5th. You, for information and tickets, you can visit doverspeedway.com. Congratulations, Mike. Awesome Hang time. on the You're line. Have a great time. What do I have to hit in order for him to... Uh... Oh, here we go. Hold. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I never have to hit that button. No, it's not what you do. All right, so now we're going to move on to music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. 
All right, Music News is brought to you by Deetson Watson Real Philly Deli. If you want a Real Philly hoagie, you have to go to a Real Philly Deli. Deetson Watson created the Real Philly Deli Hoagie Guide in your map to the most delicious hoagies in the city. Earn prizes like T-shirts, coolers, food, and event tickets to see the birds play just for eating Real Philly hoagies. Kathy Romano is doing yes. music news this morning. I am going to take care of it since Preston is gone. Lincoln Park DJ Johan has turned up as a judge on a Korean reality TV show. The TV show called Super Band premiered in South Korea last Friday the 12th. The goal of the series is to create a super band composed of versatile musicians capable of producing music spanning many musical genres. Kathy, they will never be BTS. No. <laughs> oh, you're right. No, you are right. Wait, I mean, Steve, come on. Steve, somebody texted in that apparently, uh, I want to get it right, um, according to the Time 100 Most Influential People of the Year, yeah. oh my gosh, your favorite new band, BTS, has made it to the list. Why wow. Magazine. How about that? Yeah. Well, you never know. Maybe it'll be the next BTS. Well, you kind of agreed with me. I, I think, by the way, you need to see the dancing. You know, you need to see the whole, the, whole the presentation with the music. Yeah. I actually watched even and the, smiling. the dancing. I thought, like... Backstreet Boys and NSYNC were better. Oh, no, no way. No no no, 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 no. I completely disagree right? with that. I, I no. think it's like a moving M.C. Escher <laughs> painting, right? It's just, it's pretty complex. Yeah, I love the presentation it. of it is, it's amazing. They, uh, have, they, they have different color hair. <laughs> <laughs> so the contestants of this show will pair with each other to make their own bands in advance uh, to each round. The winning act will receive prize money and a chance to embark on a concert tour. On set at a press conference prior to the show's premiere, I love listening to bands and waiting for each member to really stand out and how the combinations of that really become larger than life and that makes me want to see them in concert. Han was also asked in another interview with a Korean news agency whether Linkin Park will ever return. Uh, I don't want to set a deadline. We just want to focus on the present and talk about music. We aren't discussing detailed detailed plans. I just want to go back to those days when I made music in the garage. You, uh, that whole thing about whether they're coming back, there's been bandied back and forth and so on and so forth. I think we all agree there there, there were many players in that band that helped propel it forward. Sure. So so there's no, you know, um, I, I does it seem like at this point they're reticent to actually do that? Because I thought, why not just... I don't know anybody that can take Chester's, uh, Chester's place, place, but I still right. they, that's that's currently in the band, right? But I mean, they, but there were other sounds to the band that didn't involve Chester specifically. Well, no. especially early on, they yeah. did a lot of like rap stuff. Right. You know, Mike Shinoda did some stuff, but what I didn't know about Mike Shinoda, what I learned after Chester's death, is that he had a pretty decent singing. voice. Yeah, absolutely. I guess there are two different routes to do it. I mean, you can do it as Lincoln Park with, and maybe replace Chester, or you can, uh, you know, like uh, Allison Chains has done, right. and, and Stone Temple Pilots have tried. Uh, or you can just create a new band with a new name and those musicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, well, but they're, they're option. They they just don't seem to. Uh, and I guess there's there's they don't have to if they don't want to. But they they seem. Um, I, don't, I don't reticent to sort of give any indication as to what they plan on doing. Well, there's no need to. Yeah, you know, like you were like you were saying, Nick. I mean, if those guys, the remaining members, can like they want to continue to make music together. You know what? How about forming the new Eagles? Yes, they could do that. I thought you were going to go BTS. Yeah, the new Eagles. Wouldn't that be wild if the existing Eagles are like, what the hell? What the hell are 
are they doing? <laughs> Former Ozzy Osbourne guitar- guitarist Jake E. Lee has uh, disputed the truth of an incident portrayed in the Motley Crue biopic The Dirt, in which Ozzy reportedly snorted a line of ants off the ground while hanging out poolside with members of the crew during a, d- a day off on tour. In have, the you, film, have you guys all seen it? Not yeah. yet. I haven't seen it, no. Okay, because there, there's that, and there, there, it's the classic story we've always heard, Kathy, about the snorting of the ants, yeah. of its poolside, and then he laps up pee. Yes, yep. So in the film, a young Ozzy Osbourne holds an impromptu gross-out contest of sorts with crew bassist Nikki Six at a Florida hotel swimming pool in 1984. After exposing himself to some <laughs> hotel guests, Ozzy asks the crew for cocaine. Six hands over a straw, and Ozzy kneels on the ground and snorts up cr- a crawling line of ants. Lee, who played guitar for Osbourne in the 1984 tour, said, I was there, and I never saw ants. I was right there. He snorted a little spider. There was not a trail <laughs> well, there Oh, I'm sorry. Right. I mean, this is it's ridiculous. It was an arachnid. So he says uh, there was not a trail of effing ants there. Tommy says it. Nikki says it. Ozzy says it. They were effed up. I was not. I don't care what the other guys say. There was no ants. Well, that seems that seems a bizarre fight to pick. To pick, right? Yeah, yeah. it wasn't ants. It was spiders. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, oh, it's just completely untrue. Yeah. And he was like, no, no, it was you picked the wrong bug. All right, but I don't. There was no contest involved either, right? Right, as far as what no, I, what he I, was, well, no, he was attempting to be as outlandish as he yeah. could, and then yeah. the lapping up piss yeah. was a uh... so yeah. So the rest of the scene in the movie features Ozzy urinating on the ground and licking it up, challenging Six to do the same. But when Six relieves himself, Osborne kneels down and laps it up first. Yeah, and listen, yeah, 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 as for yeah, yeah. that part of the story, Lee confirmed, oh, that was true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Someone's priorities are a little out of line. It wasn't yeah. it. Oh, come on. Yeah, the, the, the drinking piss thing was true, but the, and it, was, it, was a, it was a spider first off. But imagine he, being... He completely left him pleasuring himself into the pool cleaner. But imagine being so outrageous in your life that that's not even, like, the thing that you're known for. That, that's, that's not, not what you're upset about. Right. You got the bug wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Guitarist Tom Morello, who played alongside late singer Chris Cornell in the band Audio Slave between 2001 and 2007, said in a new interview that he is willing to sign the online petition that has started to name the recently photographed Black Hole after the vocalist. A group of fans want the cosmic object named after Cornell in honor of him and his 1994 hit with Soundgarden Black Hole Sun. I think that would be really nice. I don't know who you send that uh, that petition to, but I'd be happy to officially add my name to it. That seems absolutely appropriate. Appropriate. This is making me rethink my petition, which is to have it renamed BTS Boy With Love. <laughs> <laughs> Tool and a perfect circle vocalist, uh, Maynard James Keenan, is set to appear in an episode of Sammy Hagar's Rock and Roll Road Trip with Sammy Hagar this summer. Keenan will appear alongside fellow guest Guy Fieri on an episode dubbed Tool, Toolin' Around in Flavortown. The episode will air on <laughs> AXS TV on July 7th. The new Tool album is due out sometime this summer. Rival Sons has unveiled a new video for the song Too Bad, in which the band performs the tune to an empty theater. Too Bad is taken from the group's sixth studio LP, Feral Roots, which also features the recent rock radio hit, Do Your Worst. Rival Sons are currently touring behind the album on a headlining North American tour that stops in Philadelphia tonight. You know what I'd do if I were... Uh, also, you th- uh, hearing that story... I think every artist should record themselves performing on a live stage in some in an empty theater somewhere mm-hmm. for green screen purposes later on. Just to have sure? it. Wouldn't that be like perfect to just keep in your inventory to have you know a, a live stage coverage 
And, uh, you know, you can apply it to anything. Are we playing this song? I haven't heard it yet. I, I would assume. Is it, is it in the... Uh, I don't know. I'm going to... Go over to your normal position there. <laughs> Check to see if it's there. Casey's <laughs> It's weird to see Casey, the only one on that side of the board. Yeah, did you know where they're playing tonight? Uh, Rival Sons? They are playing... No, Union Transfer. Union, Union Transfer. transfer. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, the only two bad song we have is Nickelback, and I'm not going to play it. <laughs> no. Okay. okay. Good, good decision there. Uh, so MMR VIPs, open your email from us because it's your last chance for Cage the Elephant tickets. P- Pierre presents this event uh, Friday, April 19th at Ardmore Music Hall. The online entry deadline is tomorrow, the 18th at noon. You can become an MMR VIP member very easily. It's free. You sign up at WMMR.com. And that's your music news. Nice. Very oh, well right. done, Kathy. Thank you. Kathy stepped in last was, minute and, was, and, and killed it. it. Was there that extra music news that you got? Did you already do that? I just was did I, that, yes. I was not paying attention. <laughs> yes. What was that extra music uh, news? <laughs> The, the okay. uh, black hole has been named BTS. No. Well. Cage the elephant. All right, oh. so we but we have to do the uh, secret text word. So Kathy, can you pick a number real quick? Sure. Let's do a number twelve. All right, number twelve. Caller number twelve. If you uh, call in to two one five two six three WMMR and you have the secret text word, you could possibly win a pair of tickets to see Brian Regan at the Met on April twenty seventh. Uh, tickets remain at Ticketmaster.com. You know, I feel very good about uh, telling him. You know, all those years ago, what a difference it made for him to be so nice, so uh, positive. He liked hearing it. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. It, 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 it meant a lot because, I mean, you know, when you're starting, you don't know. And I was, I, at that point, I was looking up to Brian Regan, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and to have him be, you know, uh, um, uh, supportive meant yeah. a lot. Well, so he's, cool. he's really gracious and grateful, too. You can yeah. hear it in his voice, and he appreciates where he is in life. And, and it's cool that he's playing a room as big and as polished as the Met. Yeah, and to, honestly, get get tickets. Go see him. You yeah. will not regret it. Hey, uh, we're getting some text messages, by the way. People are asking, uh, where's Preston? And should we take a moment of silence? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he died in a bizarre blimp accident. No. Uh, good year. No, it was the worst. Uh <laughs> Uh, uh, no, he he actually is being tested. He's doing a, it's an allergy test, or uh, right, basically. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was something he had he would have done last week. So we took a week of vacation last week, and both Preston and I decided to eat up our vacation with getting these things that have been lingering. I've had this this uh, achalasia, which is a, a mild swallowing issue that needed to be taken care of before it got much worse. And so Preston had scheduled something, um, you know, with his sinuses. He gets migraines, and it would help alleviate that. His fell through, and he because he blocked that time out, he, he would have done this per, this check, this test. You know, he could have moved that over. It just screwed up everything. Long story short, while trying to not impact the show, he... He, he impacted man, the show he, well, terribly. But yes, he destroyed <laughs> his career. Now, he was able to get a, a time shift. They shifted a little bit later so he could go do this test, which is a five-hour test, yeah. which has just got to be a rocking good time. Yeah. And uh, so and that's really where he is right now. he's just sitting and waiting. That's, that's, so that's, you've done tests like this. You had a whole battery of allergy yeah, tests. Not, not like to food this, allergies, right? Yeah, food allergies. Not to this extreme. He was explaining to me this morning where they'll actually, you know, inject a little bit uh, into his arm. And the reason why he has to wait is because in case he is still allergic to it, mm. you know, there, potentially it could be dangerous. So he has to sit there and make sure nothing happens. Time. So yeah. when, when you're doing the food allergies, they basically, they have you try different things? You leave and you come back? or what, what's Well, the food allergy was like an elimination diet but okay. i did like the allergy testing where they did you know different um you know molds and trees and <sighs> animals and things like that like elimination diets too where you I just oh my she god just said that <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, I, I just so it, it might have been. It's hard it, on that side. It, 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 it might have been. It was I'm, literally I'm, the sentence before that one. <laughs> I was already thinking of my question before you did that. Um, <laughs> I'm not the only one who does this. No, 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 no. It happens all the time. We all do it. So with the animal thing. Mine just stops traffic. Do they bring in like like a lamb and rub it on your face? or what? Yes, I roll around with horses. And... Wait, real quick, Casey, do you remember when, when Bill sat in the chair that you're sitting in right now and for a moment we did Weston and Steve because yeah, 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 Preston yeah. had to go someplace else? That was terrible. It, it, but but it's, it speaks to how difficult Preston's job is because there are so many things to balance and you're paying attention to a bunch of different things things at once that it's easily you can easily miss what's actually happening in, in right in front of you well, and, and, and bill did that the key to everything is is when we you conduct a conversation you listen to what the person's yeah. saying yeah so while you're doing that and you're reaching and you're opening up a Grabbing. notebook and you're playing on copy so yes yeah. so it, it reminds me of uh wayne's world too when they're uh, uh-huh. yes. when harry uh-huh. hears the dj uh-huh uh-huh, yep. uh-huh. Right. <laughs> douchebag says what uh-huh <laughs> Did you do the elimination diet? Oh, my God. So how was that? How did the elimination diet go? Was it good? I missed that part. What happened? <laughs> oh, my God. All it's right. all good, though. So, uh, And we have one more break, right? Yeah, but you know, we do have a winner. So we, we want to do this real all quick right. All right. Um, for the secret text word. So I'm going to hit a button, and I'm going to say hello to Walt. Walt, are you there? Yes. What's happening? All right. Walt, do you know the secret text word? Magnet. You got it, my friend. All right, so Walt, this is uh, this is what you have won. You have won yourself a pair of tickets to see Brian Regan at the Met. It's on uh, April 27th. That's a week from this Saturday. Some tickets do remain at Ticketmaster.com. We're also going to award a pair of tickets uh, to Rich Fletcher from Pemberton, New Jersey. Nice. All right, so Walt, what you need to do is hang on the line, and we will get some information from you. Back to you, Steve. All right, uh, we have one more break to go, and uh, we're going to wrap it up for today. So we'll be back after this. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. That's the Rack on Tour Sunday Driver on 93.3 WMMR. And you know what, Steve? They uh, last week had announced their summer tour. And I don't know what it is. I, I, Jack White does not like the city of Philadelphia for yeah. some reason. He's got, he's got. Uh, there was a bad. So is the legend that there was a bad experience here or something? Because it's, um, it's ridiculous. Yeah, because they're coming as close to Philadelphia as Pittsburgh, uh, and they're, I believe, going to be in New York City and stuff like that. But um, Marissa, do you know the story behind? What it is here? Yeah, the legend goes that something happened at the electric factory, I think, about 10 or so years ago. Might be time to shake it off, I pussy. Know. Remember when we saw him at the Raccoon Tours in Atlantic City? Loved him. That was amazing. You, you, you and I are at the same show. It was a great show. We're big supporters of the Raccoon Tours. Big supporters of Jack White. Yeah. I don't get it. We got to find that photo. It's all of us and Jack White in yep. the House of Blues, oh, which really? doesn't even exist anymore, which is a cool spot. But yeah, I've seen him in like um, Baltimore is as close as he come. I think, you remember he got mad at people in New York City, but he still plays there, so. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm almost like at a point where I, I'm going to like, not, well, screw you if you don't like Philadelphia. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm kind of there like, because we, we really do show support. We we I I, I love this song. Yeah. One of Preston's favorites of the new, new uh Songs we're playing doesn't make any sense. No, you know oh, I thought Nick Heather's. Here. I was just <laughs> waving to Pierre. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Hey. Pierre's here. 
here. I'm going to turn his microphone on now. Morning, Pierre. I saw a text that said, uh, uh, just now, said, Casey, you ought to let Pierre behind the board. He'll show you how. <laughs> <laughs> run, a, oh, run a clinic. Oh, yeah. yeah. He'll show you how it's done. <laughs> He'll show you how quick this plane could uh, descend and how... Uh, what a train wreck really looks like. But there's a certain charm to what, the way you do what you do and, and sometimes the way you don't do what you do. You're and, and, so very kind. Yeah. <laughs> and that really, honestly, it's the chaos theory. You know, something, one thing goes out of whack and you lose things that people love. So uh, it's, it's like a lot of times Casey will come to us and say, did I derail that? And I say, well, you can't, you throw out the baby with the bathwater if you start, you know, it's, it, don't worry, just keep doing what you do. It's right. all golden. So. Um, I um, wanted to comment on an earlier segment, uh, not too long ago, in fact, uh, having had some allergies myself. Kathy, have you tried an elimination diet? <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, I have. Oh, really? Okay, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever had those? We had a moment years and years and years ago with um, <laughs> with Marilyn Russell. It was Preston, Marilyn, and Steve. You remember this case. We were talking to Kiefer Sutherland in an interview. And Kiefer had just, it was 24 was premiering, the series, which we, I know you and I loved. Wow. Uh, and uh, he had just said, he just said, well, we're being sensitive about 9-11 and certain things that we're going to show in this episode and blah, 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 blah. You know, 9-11 had just occurred. And so Mar- Marilyn says, are you having any ex- extra issues or sensitivities about 9-11? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, literally. Oh, my God. And... <laughs> <laughs> Well, how did you react? Uh, well, we, I, you at know, that point, we were we were recording because we couldn't. We weren't big enough to get interviews to to uh, call during the show. You so almost you, wait for them to react, yeah, right? Right. So because we had, had he, he brought <laughs> up being on an elimination diet. Yeah, because <laughs> we had had an oh, you know, we had another interview with another one of those cast members where. Go figure. I asked the most ass nine question. Uh, it was the the young girl from the show. Uh, oh, who was uh, in, uh, 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 Alicia Cuthbert. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it had something to do with her from being from Canada. I mean, it was so <laughs> dumb. It was almost like, do you guys have cars in Canada? You know, like something that dumb. And, Where, and she you, was really, really sweet about answering it. But you guys all looked at me like, dude, what? turn your microphone off and kill yourself. <laughs> but we have all done that. We have every one of us done that. Um, and so. Um, and when you're out, the, the, after a while, though, you learn to have fun with it. Right. And it can actually make for great moments. Right. When, when you have, when you, <laughs> we joke about it when we have, you know, the interview where you, where you end up, where it devolves into, so what do you like to eat? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you know, but that's, that's how it goes. And uh, the best thing to do is own it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like uh, the double question. Oh, it's Groundhog Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But it makes you wonder, so because when you make a mistake like that, when you ask a question that's just been answered live on the air, <laughs> uh, you're immediately called out on it, and rightfully so. But it makes me wonder... How often that happens to me in real life where people don't really even acknowledge. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. All right. So, I literally just said what you asked me. I, what I were, I have uh, assembled so many <laughs> stories um, and it will, I'll be in a conversation and a storyline will click and I will at a moment uh, when the conversation opens, tell the story and then realize, have I told you this story before? <laughs> and oftentimes people will will go no no and some will go yes yeah. this is the eighth time i've I, heard it I, I prefer but they'll people, act like they yeah. they've 
they've heard it before and laugh at the appropriate spot and go, no, 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 no. Stop me if I've told you this. I before. prefer when people just, oh, yeah, you, you have, okay, great. I won't, because I don't like to, I hate, or I'll say, you've told me this before, you know, but it's a great story, you know. And, but I'm good. getting better at telling the story. Right, right, right. <laughs> my, I come from a, a different angle because I, I'm very ATT, so uh, my mind is always racing a mile a minute. So uh, my wife will always, um, I'll be there, I'll be sitting there when we're watching TV, and I'll say, oh, yeah, the, the guy had a red car. And <laughs> I, I've been having a conversation in my mind, what are you talking <laughs> about? And, and I'm thinking, she's been along for this ride, and I'm like, oh, dear God, it must be a nightmare to, to live with me. But uh, it's, you know, uh, when people are jo- joyfully telling you a story they've they've told you before, I, you know, it's okay, you know, especially if you're telling it with, and you're passionate about it. Sometimes you just, if you're the receiver, sometimes you play along. But um, uh, every so often there's that angst if you're the teller. Yeah, I mean, you you, in, <laughs> yeah. you internalize it for some reason, and, and you, you feel bad about yourself, or you f- figure it's a mistake. Uh, and mostly the person on the other side of it, they don't care as much as you care right. about repeating the story for the eighth time. And it's just something that you live with, you live with for forever <laughs> afterwards. Well, the difference is on an open mic when you are right. when you're right. talking to... You know, these are the classic uh, mistakes of broadcasting, you know, and then the things that you dread when you first get into radio, you know, forgetting who you're talking to, mm-hmm. ending up with the, you know, the classic the, the Seth Rogen question, which we, you know. Is there uh, some of the, uh, 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 you know, just improv that you have been known to uh, become to known as? Oh, man. What I you've played the full clip before? Well, what was his answer? He actually was very good. He knew basically he what, what Preston was getting at, um, and uh, and he said, "Well, I've I've been come to known as many things." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, uh, <laughs> now the, the thing about stories though is sometimes you'll be with people who have heard the story before, and they'll go, "Oh, tell that story!" Right. Uh, so there's two sides of the storytelling. Yeah, you can't assume everyone's heard everything right. that you've told, so you always have to reset. But Anyway, we have some business to get to. Oh, right. yes. Speaking of uh, you know telling stories, yes, <laughs> I don't actually have a segue. Preston's really good at that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think it's time for the letter. Yes, yes. here's there a new go. letter to the story. Yeah, yeah. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter and the uh, Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter C is in Captain. 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 All right, so that is the third letter of a five letter word. And That's on how it works. Friday, we're going to give away a pair of tickets to the Jim Brewer Residency, which is going to be this Saturday at uh, Soundwaves at Hard Rock Casino and Hotel, Jim's new home in Atlantic City. Plus, you're also going to win a room for that night and a $100 food voucher. you got to be 21 or older uh, to enter to win. Tickets for both Hard Rock shows this weekend, Friday and Saturday night, are still available. And they're on sale now at Ticketmaster.com and with more dates to be announced soon. Jim's on the show Friday, correct? He is going All to be right, on the in show, studio. Yeah. Very cool. All yeah. right, awesome. Yeah. Uh, we have some people to thank, Case? Yes, we do. Uh, so let's hit this button. And now we're going to thank uh, Winter Airport Parking. We all love Winter yeah. Airport Parking. It is the fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. Also, we're going to thank our friends at Drexel University, brought to you by Drexel's LeBeau Online MBA. Visit drexel.edu slash online MBA and Planet Fitness. Get the uh, Planet Fitness black card, and you can use any of their 1,600 locations nationwide anytime you want. Before we get out of here, Steve, uh, I'd like to give away uh, one, two, three, four, five, six passes for the Preston Steve sorority party. It's going to happen. It's uh, Sisters and Suds next Thursday, April 25th. 
Uh, and it's going to be 6 to 8 p.m. at the New Beer Garden at Parks Casino in Ben Salem. Uh, there's going to be a ton of beer, ton it's of gonna girls, be a great prizes, time. and all that sort of stuff. So awesome. call right now, 215-263-WMMR. We went a little out of order, Pierre, but what do you have on the show today for uh, well, the listeners? Uh, uh, we will have, uh, by the way, you did a great job, Casey, today. Thank you. Yes. It's, that it. really is tough doing that. Uh, and Hey, uh, how did I do today? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, you really did a great job today, and I hadn't mentioned that before, so I wanted to mention it now. Uh, we will have uh, two more opportunities, 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. for Fund You 2 and a th- $1,000 possibly coming someone's way. We will have another pair of passes for Cage the Elephants getting closer on Friday, Ardmore Music Hall. We will have tickets and uh, meet and greet passes, and that'll be for the Rival Sons. They'll be tonight at Union Transfer, and uh, we'll do a workforce block of them as well as blocks of the Rolling Stones and Tool in the workforce uh, time today. Excellent. Sounds great. Tomorrow on the showcase, anybody? Tomorrow on the show, uh, we definitely have confirmed uh, comedian Byron Bowers will be in our studio. Very nice. Uh, We will have more passes for the uh, sorority party that's going on next week as well. As that, uh, like you know, beers and all sorts all of beers fun. and yeah. beers. Are you yeah. going to have any passes uh, for the sorority party? <laughs> I don't know yet. Yeah, okay. uh, we'll, we'll have to get that back to you on that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Tomorrow, press will be back for the full show, and uh, we'll just kick it off and have another great time. So, uh, what's that? Rage on! You want me to say rage yes. on? Do I really? Do... You get to do, oh, it. do right. it. So, rage on, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Listen, girl, if you're going to wear socks with holes in them, then don't drive on 476 with your foot hanging out the driver's side window. Next message. So you guys are cracking me up with Tony Bennett and the Coupe of Spawn out in uh, San Francisco. The last time I laughed this hard was when you guys did the crumb bump. <laughs> I mean, this, you guys are making my days. I, oh, God, I love my drive now just because of you guys. Next message. My comment is for Chuck and your cereal bowl. Brother, you want me to come up there and help you burn that down? Let me know. I'll get shit done. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.